Welcome to Middle Class Film Class. I am your host, Tyler. I'm Joseph. And I'm Peter. And on this Super Bowl edition <laughs> episode, uh, we are reviewing Space Jam, which is sports-related, right? Yeah, right. Space Jam. Pardon me, Mr. Jordan. I have your your John Hancock. What's going on here? We need your help! You heard of the Dream Team? Well, we're the Mean Team. Ready? Doc Jams. It's just this song for three minutes. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Yes. <laughs> oh, this is literally just three, minutes, just of three minutes of the song. <laughs> this is the best trailer I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm really excited to get into Space Jam, the nostalgic feature for all of our viewers. I just have one one question for you, Tyler. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Um why do you like to see us suffer? (laughs) First George of the Jungle. I'm getting flashbacks from George of the Jungle from the beginning of this episode. (laughs) And I will say this though that this movie is a lot better than George of the Jungle. Okay, yeah, yeah. that I, I agree with that. And uh, to answer your question, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people our age have this idea of Space Jam, mm-hmm. but they haven't seen it in over a decade. So I'm hoping that they listen to this episode, mm-hmm. they watch the movie, and then they get a new perspective on it. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair um, enough. So uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the week of the Super Bowl. You sound a little like frazzled. I, I am. Can you, tell, I, the, can you I, tell the listeners what we just got done? Okay, doing? so we just finished watching the Super Bowl, and uh, since this is coming out later in the week, everyone knows who wins the Super Bowl, and I'm very New England Patriots. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, somehow I'm, the Patriots did it. Somehow <laughs> the Patriots weren't even in the game, and they won. I I don't know how they did it. <laughs> we just we just finished up the the uh, final thirty seconds of the game and walked upstairs to go record this episode. So Tyler's a little frazzled. Yeah, I'm a li- I'm a little bit, I'm a I, you know there's it's a lot a of things going fan. there's a lot of things going <laughs> in my head right now. You know, I, there's a lot of wheels turning. Gather your thoughts. Uh, so my thoughts are Time gathered. To do a podcast. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, we're in the movie world now. Uh, what, you guys, you, Joseph, you got any uh, news for us? Yes, uh, this I. Week? Uh, I actually saw something um, last week on my feed. Uh, apparently, a new Pee Wee movie is in the works. No, I'm, I'm, no. I'm glad you brought that up. That was that was going to be something I talked about, and I flagged it, and then I lost the page, oh, and yeah. I couldn't no. remember what it was. So, Are you kidding me? So, There's going to be a new Pee Wee movie? Okay, just listen. Oh listen to God. me. <laughs> I'm listening. So Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, is hoping to make a dark Pee Wee Herman film, what? and the Safdie brothers have been approached <laughs> and are considering being directors. Sa- really? Safdie, Safdie brothers. brothers. Interesting. Yes. I didn't hear that part of it. I heard it was going to be a dark re- reboot. Yeah. How do you he make gets, this he gets movie a, dark? He gets like, addicted what? to pills and booze or something. Right? What? Yeah, the the dark Pee Wee's <laughs> film's plot centered on the character being released from prison and trying to become a yodeling star. <laughs> However, when he when he moves what? to Hollywood, Pee Wee finds stardom on the big screen, which leads to the typical story of pills and alcohol, which sends him down a dark path. What the fuck? All right, I am. Judd Apatow was initially. I guess pen to direct it, but uh, that didn't work out. 
because they <laughs> I don't even know what to say to because Pee Wee made so there was a new Pee Wee movie that was released on yes, Netflix. There was. It was like 2016 or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. like 16. Yeah. So I guess the goal for that was to make it uh like like this like what they're doing now what he wants to do now uh huh but it didn't work out um I guess for Netflix. Hmm. Um, so, so gonna try a theatrical release. So with... the Safdie brothers are uh, are have been asked, but uh, nothing is confirmed if they'll do it or not. Hmm. Mm. That's, uh, so I mean, they've been a, a gritty pro- pee wee. It'll be shot on film. Yeah, shot on film <laughs> in <laughs> the streets of New York. They, so they've been. <laughs> a, so <laughs> they've been. A, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how that would work because Pee Wee Herman was essentially supposed to be a children's show, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How but it has a lot of adult themes. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if you watch the HBO special that he did a while ago. I don't know. Especially I, if you watch him in a porn house masturbating, uh, yeah, yeah. in the back row. I, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. to make this. I like, thought that was, I was like surprised. Could be. I, could be a mess. Could be intriguing. Safety Brothers. Uh, if, I'm if, game. If they make it, I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah. I mean, we're gonna watch it, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like, what the fuck. I, um, so that's that's something that I saw, and along with that, I also saw that there is a, an unofficial sequel of The Big Lebowski. Um, Ooh, interesting. Uh, with uh, with Jesus as the main character. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, uh, I, heard, it, I heard about that. It, it doesn't look that good. John John Turturro yeah. reprising his role as the Jesus. Yeah, um, I I guess I can see that, but there's it, a trailer. It didn't look good. Wait, there's a trailer yeah, for it. There's a teaser that came mm. out. Oh, so it's actually happening. Yeah. Wow. I forgot what it was called. It, the, the marketing was like, Jesus takes the wheel or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> guest starring Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Uh, well, right, yeah, well, well. In, the, in that same vein, um, upcoming project that I, I saw pop up on my news feed, I thought was very interesting. Um, have you guys seen um, a movie called The Little Hours? Oh, that's uh, oh! I wanted to watch that. Aubrey Plaza, yeah, and, the nuns, um, yeah, they're they're nuns. Oh, yeah, they grow weed or some shit. Mm, not quite, but kind of in that same vein. It's yeah. uh, it's John C. Riley, it's uh, Aubrey Plaza as a nun, and who's the girl from um Simon and Garfunkel or Garfunkel and Oates? Oh, I don't I don't know her name. Hall and Oates, you mean? No, no, no the Garfunkel the and kind Oates. of bug eyed girl. Yeah, the, she's kind of shorter. Yeah, uh, she I, plays on Zoe uh, Deschanel. No, no, <laughs> it's, she's more uh, quirky than she's like the. New quirk. Yeah, she she kind of has this uh, really kind of goofy aesthetic, and she plays on like um, she's on. I think she's in like a couple of Portlandia, yeah. and anyway, she's on the IFC. So that was that was called the Little Hours, and it was written and directed by a guy named Jeff Baina, B A E N A, and um, he also did Life After Beth. He was a writer on I Heart Huckabees, which I think was underrated, mm-hmm. and um, he has a movie coming out in 2020 called Horse Girl. Oh, oh, I, I heard I saw, about I that. I've heard about that. Good, good. <laughs> I always uh, love a good horse girl story. I think that the American phenomenon of the horse girl is a really weird thing. Oh, it is. is it, so it's a concept of uh, that. You know that one girl in school who yeah, who rides horses, horse. obsessed with horses, yeah. and uh, maybe it's maybe a she, Netflix movie, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. That's, they're making a whole thing out of that, like one very niche meme. <laughs> so, here, so the if, if you look at the if you look at the cover, it looks almost like uh, like Amy Adams. Uh, it's I, like I think uh, it's Maria Bramford, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's Alison Brie, um, starring, uh-huh. and it says uh, the Horse Girls, an upcoming American drama film. Directed and produced by Jeff Baina from a screenplay by <laughs> Jeff Baina and Alison Brie. Brie also co- uh, stars opposite Debbie 
Ryan, John Reynolds, Molly Shannon, John Ortiz, and Paul Reiser. It will have its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival January 27th, 2020, which had just passed already. And it will be a Netflix Netflix release. Cool. I really dig. I dug the uh, little hours. I thought it was really. I really wanted to watch it. It's. it's, I haven't watched it yet. It's like 1600s, maybe 1700s nuns in like a Spanish countryside. Yeah. And but they they're foul mouth. Like there's like a local like townsperson that comes and like bothers them while they're like tending crops and they're like get the fuck out of here what the fuck are you doing you staring at us you pervert <laughs> spitting at him and yeah. they're like these these young nuns and john c Riley is like the lead monk of it and i think molly shannon plays the lead nun too sister yeah the lead sister and she yeah, the it's sister. just a really weird funny really really kind funny of, movie uh, the concept reminds me of uh you guys watch dairy girls mm it's I've heard a, of it. It's like a Scottish. Uh, I've heard. Of, BBC I've heard of show. Dairy. Yeah, I've heard of, of Dairy Girls before. These, these um, like school girl, girls, girls. Right? Yeah, school girls going to Catholic school in uh, like nineties Ireland um, during like the Irish like Revolution, <laughs> and yeah. um, just like it's really, pretty foul mouth, pretty vulgar stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a funny concept. Um, the juxtaposition of these Puritan old timey nuns and they're wearing these like five layers worth of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And um but it it's it, it was really well done. So I'm looking forward to Horse Girl. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like a kind of a creepy, like almost like um maniac or That's what I was thinking. I was thinking maniac when I heard of this. Maniac movie. or creep. Like, yeah. like almost like a like someone that something's wrong with them. You know, she's got that blank stare. Always talking about horses and galloping. Let me ask around you this. School. You 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 think they're gonna show a girl fucking a horse? I hope not. I I don't think that's part of it. <laughs> I think that's. I think you're going in a different direction. I I don't know. I'm going to red light that pony one. play. <laughs> I don't know. I I I, th- I think they're going to show play. a girl. I think they're going to show a girl trying to fuck a horse in this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're going to look at me. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> so um, stand, uh, by, stand by your convictions, Tyler. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want <laughs> that is exactly what i want i want netflix to go to cross that line i want them to cross that line because you're gonna have a film called horse girl you're gonna have a girl fucking horse you have to use so many cuss words <laughs> well got- i got some movie news. okay okay great not really movie news but um so we uh we reviewed um color out of space yeah you know, and uh, we we didn't it's been ex- out for a while. Yeah, we didn't exactly shit on it, but we kind of shitted on it a little <laughs> bit. Uh, it was shattered upon. Yeah, it, it it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a good movie. It, I didn't think it was that great of a movie. Like I, I wanted it to be a good movie, but it wasn't a good movie. I felt like my expectations were too high, and that was my problem. Yep, <clears throat> I was looking for something. Thanks, Alex Garland. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, so I don't have movie news per se, but just, I've been. But I well, are you, just, been, are you upset that everybody loves that movie? And we yeah, like I, it? so I, I've been seeing that everyone has been giving a lot of praise yeah. for the color out of space, mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> very upset uh-huh. about. I, I was very, I was very upset about the the glowing reviews that Color Out of Space has been getting. Yeah, and um, 
I, I, I don't know what to say. You don't, it's not deserving. You don't think it's deserving? No, it, no, it doesn't. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I'm a part of a lot of horror movie groups on Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. stuff. And I've been seeing like a lot of people being like, "Oh, color out of space!" Like that was a perfect movie for an HP Lovecraft. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, did we see? Have you the seen same, the Lighthouse? Like, did we see the same movie? Like, have you seen Annihilation? You know, like it, it just it blows my mind that people think this is like an amazing movie when it was so messy. Do you think that? Do you think that it, it was a little bit of like a, a Richard Stanley circle jerk in a way that it's like, oh, hey, he's back, he's back. You know, I don't know if it was no way it can be bad. I don't know if it was a Richard Stanley circle jerk more that it was a bunch of these neckbeards coming out of the woodworks mean like, oh, we love H.P. Lovecraft and the color out of space. This was the perfect movie to do it. And I think um, visually this movie was great, but it I, like was, the, I like the llamas. That was creepy. We keep yeah. coming back to this movie. I think, <laughs> I think, I think we're I think, reviewing it again. I think deep down we love, we all love this movie. I, I <laughs> Something t- about Tyler. this movie. I can't stop thinking about it. It's the I, color. It's, it's the, the color. color. <laughs> Um, so it certainly was memorable. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, it's not movie news, but I want to have you got a I problem. Wanna, I, I got a, pro- I, I have disdain for the people who are enjoying this be, movie. Is this the last time we're going to be hearing about no. color out of space? No. Yeah, probably. Well, no. uh, I, I have something, know. I have something to bring up next week about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you so, won't believe. I actually, I actually do want it when it comes out on, um, digital release. I want to do a viewing party again with us at the house. Mm-hmm. And see if our opinions have changed on it because I, I came it's in. It's probably going to be worse, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, we're probably going to watch it and we're like, "Oh my god!" I came in on a high, like ready for something exciting, and then there was, yeah. was release day, and they had all this stuff about yep. you know the this this. The, and we saw the spoilers in the beginning. Y- yeah, uh, it, there was there was so much buildup for me. I was looking for something yeah. different, but at the end of the day, there are some pretty cool practical effects, and and I'll remember yeah. the the well. I'll remember the scene with the mother and the son oh, yeah. in the end in, in starting in the living room mm-hmm. and ending in the attic. Yeah. I'll remember that scene for a long time. That was very well done. But then, the, yeah. and then what, what that morphed into was a little bit cheesy. It's, it's weird though. Cause yeah. that movie, that movie was like, it was like half good. Like, the the set design hence like my 2.5 rating actually i said two <laughs> well yeah exa- yeah exactly i mean like okay so if our listeners are listening right now just listen to that and you'll understand um, we can i'm kind of rehashing we, can, rehashing, we like, condense this 10 minute topic into a 40 minutes long episode yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> okay yeah so like i'm kind of rehashing what i have already said about it before but like uh less stupidly um <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, Colorado Space has been getting like raving reviews, and I'm just like, okay, that, that uh, this is this is definitely a uh, studio. <laughs> don't be mad, Tyler. It's okay. <laughs> I don't it's like. It's not good. I don't like the public's opinion. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really uh, that's not movie news related or anything like that. But uh, I figured I'd point it. I out. I just wanted that. to bring it up. Pointed out that like people are liking this movie that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! In this humble podcaster's opinion, <laughs> we do. If you go- like Color Out of Space, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> do you even know movies, dude? <laughs> we got. Um, can, can we do streaming picks? I got. I'm excited about Rocky? my streaming. Picks. Yeah. So, uh, so apparently, we got some heavy streaming picks this week, guys. Yeah. Uh, so um, heavy. 
uh, uh, Joseph, uh, what do you you got for uh, streaming picks this week? So, my streaming pick, one of my my first streaming pick, is a documentary that came out a couple years ago. Um, It's about the making of one of my movies that are that's in my top 10 movies of all time it's called jim and andy the great beyond it's about oh yeah jim carrey playing andy kaufman oh yeah man on the moon moon, yeah yes man on the moon is one of my favorite movies ever um i saw it when i was shit i don't know whenever it came out on tv after Mm -hmm. it was in theaters probably Uh, like mid-2000s yeah so i was probably like in middle school maybe High school, freshman. formidable years. Yeah, and I was just like drawn to that movie. I don't know why. It was like it had like has like all the elements of like comedy and sadness and uh, good, good dramatic performance. Yeah, it's Carey. I really I think it's underrated, honestly. Good soundtrack. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, R. Definitely R. M., the Michael Stipe. Yeah, hard, yeah. Um, hard to beat that. Yeah, and like when when this documentary came out and I watched it, I watched it again recently just to see if it uh, holds I st- up. If I still. Uh, uh, thought it was as good as it is and it is really good because it's really interesting to see how jim carrey basically is like method acts andy Mm -hmm. kaufman and Mm -hmm. watching him become andy uh on set and tony clifton is just like damn he was an asshole like apparently he went really like too far yeah there was there's like he's like talking to his daughter do you see this tyler do you see this one the you seen jim and andy Jim and I haven't seen Jim and Andy. No, it's on Netflix. But I know it's you on should, Netflix. You should yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's really it's really good. And like Danny DeVito and all the original cast from Taxi, they're all of them are just like so dumbfounded by the how he nailed it. Yeah, it's like it's so weird seeing it. it's so bizarre. It's like he's like all Andy's alive. back. They, they were all alive back they were, when he they, was alive because they worked with Andy. Well, they yeah. worked with him. They worked with Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. And then even Lawler, uh, the wrestler. Um, who it's like it's so weird that movie like I I didn't I had no idea that it was all the same people mm-hmm. from Andy Kaufman's career mm-hmm. I hadn't I thought they were all acting as those people mm-hmm. but they are the people yeah so that element is really interesting um, but yeah Jim and Andy and Netflix if you're looking for a, if you if you enjoy Man on the Moon you should watch this just to see um, because because Jim Carrey had his had the whole production basically documented. By uh, Lynn, the girlfriend of uh, Andy Kaufman. I I have to say that um, I like Man on the Moon. I like Jim Carrey a lot, but I found this documentary a little insufferable. Jim Jim, oh. Jim Carrey was just uh, guy came off as so pretentious. Yeah. So yeah, the modern day Jim Carrey. It's like explaining the process and his his method behind it. I was yeah. just like barf <laughs> yeah there's i mean i couldn't i couldn't get through the whole thing but i did appreciate the look behind the scenes and and it really it showed a lot of um <clears throat> just how deep he went into the role mm-hmm. and i mean it's he's a legitimately decent actor i mean he's 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 been in a lot of things that i mean truman show he was fantastic yeah in, in, and number 23 no <laughs> no, but I, I I think he doesn't get enough credit for being a, a good. Well, he's actor. not offered too many. I mean, Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine, Man on the Moon, Super Troopers. Um, no, he wasn't in that. What was it? Wait, 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 no, it wasn't he was, Super it was Troopers. Me, myself, and Irene. Me, me myself, myself, and Irene. Irene. Yeah, he was a state trooper. He was a county. He was a mountie. Mountie. Yeah, he was a mountie, and yeah, he, he was, was also a, in um, Kick Ass too. Yeah, but that's he more was in Kick Ass. He was one he? of the superheroes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, but yeah, so yeah, Jim Carrey, like his interview is it does come off a little like higher than thou, 
Um, I think he's in that like ultra artistic he, phase when he recorded it. But he, I mean, he still is. But he's like, it's, uh, it's, he's just. I mean, he's a he's a weird dude. Yeah, he is weird. I mean, uh, I mean, he came from like a really weird upbringing too. My my opinion on that doc aside, I think it's still a good watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's my a, personal. The movie, the movie Man on the Moon is. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, um, but uh, that movie is a. Is a almost a five out of five for me. Damn, it's a, it's a. Have you watched it recently? Man on the Moon? No, I haven't watched it in a while. Nin- but um, 1991's the man, the man in the moon. That's a different movie. <laughs> Starring Every- Reese Witherspoon and Sam Waterston. Wow, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> the man in the moon. The man in the moon and in the moon. Cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> So Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond on Netflix. Uh, that's my first streaming pick. My second one is one that I watched uh, a couple nights ago. It was just a kind of spur of the moment. It's a twofer. This is a mockumentary on HBO Now called Seven Days in Hell. Hmm. This stars Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington as tennis players um, during Wimbledon. Um, All right. And it's... Uh, <laughs> Wimbledon? Wimbledon. Um <laughs> And basically, it's uh, kind of an expose of the rivalry between these two players. Kit Harrington plays like this, uh, pretty much jock. He's like dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. All he knows is tennis. Pete uh, Sampras. And um, there, there's like this one part where he's doing an interview and he just keeps on saying, indubitably. Like, <laughs> indubitably. Every response is indubitably. And Andy Samberg plays like this, like the hot shot tennis player who's mm-hmm. like, he's like really good at tennis, but he's also like a douchebag asshole. Andre Agassi. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> he plays. I wonder if Andy Samberg is actually like an actual he, good so he has like this, player. He has like this big, uh, so. big ass mullet. Um, <laughs> and the, it's awesome. only, it's only about 40 minutes long. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and um, I never even heard this before. Is yeah, it a new release? No, it came out a few years ago, 2015. Hmm. Um, they did the Lonely Island did something like that with like a um, Jose Canseco era A's players too. Oh yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like hot shots of baseball or something. Yeah, so it's a it's a tennis match that lasts seven days. Um, what? Yeah, <laughs> not, not not like not like continuous. I'm like, just like following along. Like yeah, yeah, tennis match that lasts seven days. Yeah, yeah that's so, normal. That's, that's normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of has a uh, Tim and Eric kind of f- feel to it. Oh yeah, it kind of reminds me of that Tim and Eric sketch that they did in their first or second season. I think Andy Samberg might be in that sketch too, where they uh, do it tennis match anyway that's the anyway <laughs> so there's appearances by fred armison david copperfield will forte copperfield that's um awesome. uh howie mandel john McEnroe, basically uh, all of the funniest, serena williams the funniest people in comedy including serena williams yeah <laughs> lena dunham is in it she plays like uh she also has like the same exact kind of mullet in this <laughs> for some reason um <laughs> John Hamm's in it. Michael Sheen. John Hamm is in it. Of course, John Hamm's Mary Steenburgen plays Kit Harrington's father. Mary Steenburgen plays her mother, or his mother. So it's basically just a Hollywood elite sketch comedy movie. Yeah, Fred Armisen is of the Hollywood elite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Seven Days in Hell, streaming on HBO now, mockumentary about uh, a tennis match that last seven days. Oh, shit. I, 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 I'm interested in this. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It sounds so it's good. 40 minutes. It's, like, it's like an extended R-rated SNL sketch. Sweet. That's good. Yeah. That sounds good. What or you, Lonely what Island sketch. What, what, what do you got, Pete? You, uh, you I got a couple. What yeah. Do you, what, do you, what stream do you So I watched got? a great documentary this week that I've been putting it off for a while. It's from 2019. It's called Hail Satan with a question mark. Mm. And um, the synopsis is from uh, Just Watch. Uh, a look at the intersection of religion and activism, tracing the rise of the satanic temple, only six years old and already one of the most controversial religious movements in American history. The temple is calling for a satanic revolution to save the nation's soul, but are they for real? So this is available streaming on Hulu right now, and it's a, don't let the name turn you off if you're like, Christian. I don't want I I don't want to bring Satan into my house. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. It is a very a very close look behind the scenes of a movement that I don't think anybody that I know personally would be able to connect with. Um it's almost like um opposition for the sake of opposition. Like they they say like contra- contrary like contrary yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they th- they say that they don't believe in a literal Satan. They don't. They're not a religious movement whatsoever, but uh, they claim yeah. to be a religious movement, basically for the sake of equality. Mm-hmm. Um, the leader of the of the movement, the spokesperson, is this very very um, intriguing individual who almost has like a Mads Mikkelsen feel about him. He's is got his, a, isn't his name like Lucian? Yeah, Lucian Greaves, and he that's his pseudonym. And it's funny because at one point, one of the politicians that they're opposing exposes his real name because he won't give his real name mm. and they're like and his real name is you know doug uh, kittlinger or something like that doug <laughs> douglas <laughs> kittlinger and they they, yeah. they show it on his like wikipedia and stuff like that and then it, it cuts back to lucian and he goes uh, my name's not actually doug kittlinger my aliases are two layered <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> and uh but he basically the idea is um when a monument of the ten commandments goes up at the um oh, yeah. oklahoma city state house that was my favorite news story from whatever that year that happened yeah they <laughs> they they are there in opposition not to say don't put it up to say we well, can put you, this up too. yeah if you want if you want to have your religion uh viewpoint here then we want to have our religion so we want to put a 16 foot statue of baphomet sitting on his crown with or his throne with two young children praise, yeah. praising him and they actually make this huge statue yeah and i remember it's, that it's it's really really intriguing and it kind of follows their movement as it grows from this really small grassroots thing opposing local government mm-hmm. and like there's a, a bit about um a local tradition in Phoenix that the Phoenix city council allows prayer, um, at the beginning of every, um, new session. Yeah. So they say, okay, well they give a different nationality or a different uh, religion, to, uh, a course, um, every session. And they, they lobby to have their religion allowed to say a prayer and uh, like a black mass. <laughs> and, and there's such a huge backlash and no one even really knows what their beliefs are. Um, which this documentary gets into their seven tenets of um, the Satanic Temple TST. Yeah, and they're they're on par with Buddhism and the and the most peaceful religions yeah. on the earth. It's like you know, do zero harm to others on this planet. Always strive to do right by the world, and if you if you fail that make every effort to rectify that with the people that you've wronged. So like are they, they like interviewing like the members yeah. or it's kind of a, it's a, it's, it's a, there's a bit of talking head documentary 
to it. And then it, it shows the actual events as they're happening throughout the year. So it's, it's they okay. must have been they must have been filming this for three or four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's v- it's very very well done. It's yeah. really intriguing. And um, we have uh, my roommate here is um, he doesn't really like to watch a whole lot of like um, possession and religious based kind of horror movies. So he was a little bit kind of turned off to the idea of it. But as we started watching it, we realized oh this isn't about actually worshiping satan this is about more activism and yeah. religious equality in the in, in the united it's like states the opposition to separation of church and state it's a, they're making a point yeah it's all it's on the yeah. it's all on the point of uh fairness and equality and they're also like their their church uh they don't pay taxes they're like they're recognized as a church yeah once they once they're recognized as a as a religious they're institution advantage of the system. they say okay yeah well begrudgingly if, they're represented as it's, church. Um, i won't go into more of it because there's a bunch of really really interesting things in the documentary but it's available on hulu it's called hail satan and um again don't let the name turn you off you're not going to walk away from this being a devil worshiper yeah. you, you will you will have a very interesting second perspective on like the separation of church and state in this country yeah. and how god became part of this supposedly part of the um government fabric in our society mm-hmm. right you know, there's there's you hear people talking about you know well it says in god we trust on our money so you know we're a christian nation but it talks about when that was introduced into the public sphere and into the government yeah. uh, era because it wasn't when the constitution was signed no it, was, it wasn't it was, it was like in, the, in the, like the 50s it was in the 50s yeah, yeah. and they talk a lot about that um or yep. they t- they, at least they touch on it so that's streaming on hulu and i have a, a little bit more of a weird pick um, mm-hmm. 2015 streaming on Amazon Prime. It's called Buzzard, like the like a vulture buzzard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is so the synopsis is that a, a paranoid force, um, paranoia forces a small time scam artist Marty to flee his hometown and hide out in the dangerous uh, Detroit city with nothing but a pocket full of bogus checks, his Nintendo Power Glove, and a ba- <laughs> and a bad temper. <laughs> the horror metal slacker lashes out. <laughs> So this this is um this guy's name is Joshua Burge B U R G E Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah, the opening scene is him is like a low <laughs> shot of him with his head, you know, just his torso down sitting on a bed and he's kind of fiddling with this Nintendo Power Glove and he's really frustrated with it and he starts smashing it on the nightstand uh-huh. and um later on he dissects this power glove and turns it into something more. He's a horror movie fan, slasher movie fan, metal fan. And he works at a as a temp at a mortgage company, um, at the bank, and it's unlike a movie I've ever seen before. Ultra low budget, super mm. low budget. Probably looks like they made this thing on about fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, um, but it's really well acted. The character is something somebody that you're not really rooting for, but you're kind of. I mean, he's he's the default protagonist in the story, yeah. but he's not very likable, and he's gross, and he's a slacker. So. No, not quite. <laughs> He's more like a he's more like a gutter punk. Um, okay. So I was thinking Tyler has to watch this. I feel like you crust might know punk. a couple people at Crust no, Punk. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling it already. There's a there's a great scene. There's a great scene where it shows his him making dinner for himself on his birthday after he just gets off the phone with his mom. She sends him a check for his birthday, and he he has two like Tony's pizzas, mini pizzas. They're probably like a t- twelve inch pizza or whatever, mm-hmm. and he cooks them both in the oven. Puts them out, covers the one of them with Doritos, 
and then <laughs> slathers ranch all over top oh. of it and then puts the other pizza on top like a oh sandwich. <laughs> that sounds like me. That sounds like me if I was living in a hotel. Oh. There is a scene of him where he checks himself in a hotel because he comes up some on some money and he orders a... He, he has 28 bucks and he's like, he calls room service and he's like, can I get like a $28 plate of spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, room 305. I want to spend all the money. <laughs> yeah, he's just has no sense of direction. And, he, <laughs> and there's a there's probably a three minute long scene of him eating this entire plate of spaghetti in bed. Oh my God, a, is it gummo? In, in a bathrobe, leaning back, not even leaning over the plate, spilling spaghetti all over his like, oh. white bathrobe he has from the hotel. He's just a piece of work. But... yeah. It was intriguing, to say the least, and there's a follow-up movie that I'll be watching this week called Relaxer by the same director with the same um, uh, same lead, uh, lead actor. Mm. It's not direct, it's not available anywhere for streaming, so I'm going to have to seek this one out or rent it on uh, YouTube or whatever. They sound but. like songs on an album. Yeah. <laughs> Relaxer. So I'll be talking about Relaxer next week. What it's, was uh, Buzzard on? Uh, that was streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Buzzard on Amazon Prime. Tyler? Cool. So um, my streaming pick is an anthology horror movie mm-hmm. called Galaxy of Horrors. Came out in 2017, streaming on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, so this is an anthology movie that has a like plot within the short films. So the plot is that a trapped-in damaged cryogenic pod... A man is forced to watch a series of horrific science fiction tales, which his life support systems run out. So it's like mystery science yeah, theater. Yeah, it's, like, it's like mystery it's, science theater. It's <laughs> mystery. So I was thinking that, but it's With not. It's mystery science theater, except that this guy is paralyzed, can't do anything. So about he's a uh, yeah. Clockwork Orange. It's the last scene of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ex- exactly. <laughs> um. Uh, this is a really good anthology uh, movie series. I I, ca- I kind of came into this movie thinking that it wasn't going to be a great anthology movie series because, you know, Amazon Prime, as our listeners know, bought a bunch of really shitty movies. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching all of them. <laughs> and, um, and just bringing the best to the podcast. Yeah, so uh, they recommended me Galaxy of Horrors. And I am a huge fan of space sci-fi horror movies. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm going to watch this. And it was actually really good, though. Like, the quality. Yeah, it it was. The thing about about short sci-fi horror films that I like the most is that there is a context of where you don't need to know the whole plot Mm -hmm. or you don't need to know the context of like the lore or anything like you can just watch these like self-contained short films and you don't have to know anything and it's just like it is what it is and that's kind of what there's so there's nine there's nine short films in this anthology series this movie is about one hour and 46 minutes Mm -hmm. and roughly yeah, <laughs> approximately. <laughs> and is this the is this from 2017? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Uh, it's streaming I'm on. Look, Am- I'm looking it up on IMDb right now. Yeah, it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, mm-hmm. There is some genuinely um, disturbing short films in this movie. Mm. You said it's eight or nine pieces. It's nine. 
It's nine, nine piece, short films. And it's an hour and 40. Yeah, it's like an hour 46, I believe. Um, that's, a, that's a short time for So that's like nine. 10 yeah, so, movies? So, yeah, like 10, 10 minutes per? Yeah, yeah, it's like about 10 or 12 minutes per um, okay. movie. And um, Cool. Uh, it's a real, it, so if you're into anthology movies, like I'm super into creep show mm-hmm. and I'm super into, uh, tales from the hood starring Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. <laughs> I've heard of it. Yes. Um, uh, I'm really into anthology movies because you don't have to, you, you, you can basically like give up the benefit of the doubt. With these stories, you can just be like, okay, this is what it is. It's kind of, it, you know, what it reminds me of is the uh, Neil Blomkamp uh, Oats Studios anthology hmm. uh, movies. I've seen those. Those are, those are yeah. good. Those are, those, those are masterpieces. This uh, Galaxy of Horrors is not on that level, but um, the, the ideas are there. And so if you're into. I don't know if you're if you're into sci-fi horror short if like, stories. If you like sci-fi, watch it. it if you and you know what, yeah, actually, I was thinking about. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Right, is, another ten minutes on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you like arrive, arrival. Like, yeah. Ar- 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 oh yeah. Arrival. <laughs> arrive. Arrival. The the arriving. <laughs> the arrived. The arriving. They, they have arrived. <laughs> if you like Braven with Jason Momoa, this is nothing like that. <laughs> So if you like Arrival, <laughs> you will love this movie. That's not a anthology. horror movie. Well, it kind of is. It kind of is. No. Existential horror. I don't know. I, I don't I, find anything scary about it. You don't think aliens are scary, dude? Are you just Come saying on. aliens in general? The movie I, isn't scary. I thought it was creepy. Well, no, it's not scary, but aliens are scary. and <laughs> like, bad, like witches? Like bad witches? Yeah, bad witches, I like, dude. I don't like aliens. I don't like aliens. I don't like witches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Galaxy of Horrors, it, I th- it's, it's a bunch of, you know... Not well-known directors doing their best, and is it like a VHS? Yeah, yeah, it, it's exactly more, like probably, VHS. Probably more, probably more sci-fi. Yeah, it's definitely. it's VHS with a more sci-fi feel, um, less, less horror, more sci-fi. Yeah, and it, it, there's some. It, it, it's good. Okay. It's it's not. We believe you. It's not <laughs> cheesy. It's not like you know. It's not like Amazon bought this like with it being a shitty. It was actually good. So, uh, Galaxy of Horrors streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, cool. All yeah, right, check it out. Time, time for Space Jam. So uh, yeah, we let's get into uh, Space Jam. <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. Come on and slam. You're gonna slam and listen to the slam. Okay, so Tyler, please explain to us why you picked this movie. Okay. In three sentences or less. Not too good, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So I I picked Space Jam because it wasn't my favorite movie. I don't necessarily like this movie. (laughs) Okay. Um, Why do you do this to us? (laughs) Why do you like to see us? Uh, (laughs) Why are we here? Just to suffer? Um, so uh, I picked Space Jam because I feel like a lot of people in our age group between the ages of uh, 23 and 35 they've seen Space Jam they haven't seen it in over probably 10 years 
maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I'm, very, I'm in that boat. I was probably 15 years since I've seen the last. Yeah, it's it's a nostalgic movie. I don't movie. remember when I last watched it. It's a nostalgic movie. I that, was having a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't, I had a little bit more fun when I was having the root canal than I, well, when I rewatched it on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, tr- so I chose Space Jam for the wheel mostly because this is really a movie that, uh, that a lot of people have seen but haven't seen in a long time. Yes. And so I was thinking about that when I was choosing my pick for the wheel. I was like, you know, what's a movie that everyone has seen that hasn't seen for a while? <laughs> Space Jam. All these specific parameters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're in the time right now where everyone's kind of being nostalgic. You know, everyone's getting older. They are playing up the nostalgia factor a lot. In, yeah. In, uh, and, and I don't think that's always a good thing. No, no, it, it, it isn't. So, People hold um, things up to a higher level than they should. Uh, yeah. Washington Post recently posted an article about how like Space Jam was like the movie that we need right now. Space Jam? Yeah. Right now? What, the new, or the back news? Then? Yeah, the no, new, no, no, no. Right now. The like, space, the, the, you, uh, were they talking about the LBJ new the, one? Yeah, no, no, no. The original Space Jam. They were talking about how we need this movie right now. And I was just like, they okay. Need, they need a, uh, uh, a superstar athlete with bad acting. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, like, I saw this article and, like, they're like, this is the movie we need now. What? And I was just like, are you mental? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> drunk <laughs> <laughs> i i uh you ever heard the phrase um, never meet your heroes yes i feel like that's you should use that rule when you're when you're thinking back about childhood favorites yes like i like i like to revisit movies that i thought were terrifying when i was a kid and see if they're just kind of ridiculous and not fun not scary anymore uh-huh. yeah i i i am I'm going to reveal something now that's a little personal to me. You guys might already know this. I know that my you family, spill your beans? <laughs> my family knows this. Bree knows this about me. I am terrified of ET. I hate ET with a passion. <laughs> I don't. I don't like scrolling through my news feed and seeing a picture of ET pop up. There was a billboard campaign recently where they were like, "Oh, it's a friendly alien." There was a yeah, the new, e. commercial. The new commercial. Yes. Yeah, what I don't know what it was. I just flip right through it. And I'm like, "Fuck that!" I don't like it. It's scary. And <laughs> it looks like a nutsack. <laughs> I don't like it. It's it's creepy. I watched it way too young. I remember hide, like sitting underneath the coffee table in my living room when my parents were watching that movie in the dark. Under the coffee and the table. And, yeah, I was like sitting underneath the, underneath the coffee table and I was like my on my belly, face forward at the TV, like staring up the TV like a little kid because I was. I was like five or six. Yeah. And the scene where Elliot loses the baseball in the in the bushes and then E.T.'s out there and throws it back <laughs> to him. And then he, oh my he, God. he goes in the bush and he's like, Eeeh! I was like, ah! <laughs> it was Fuck this. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of these. It's a- <laughs> I was so frightened. It was. Uh, it was legitimately <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> and I'm compelled to go back and rewatch that as an adult, and just either a get over my fear and just get that stupid yeah. hang up out of my it's head, or just realize that okay, it was just a dumb puppet. Um, Did you but, do it? Not yet. Oh, okay. Just wait. He's not ready. I have, I have, I have, a, I have a wheel choice coming up. Well, oh. what, well, eventually that might be on there. Oh, I'm okay. not ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> but I, I really loved Space Jam when I was a kid, and it was like super exciting and stuff. And I didn't wasn't even really a basketball fan, but you know, Michael Jackson. You don't have to be. Or, Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> the other MJ. Yeah, and, and MJ, uh, the bald MJ. 
he was a, a, a like a just a figure. He was not even. You don't have to be a basketball fan. Yeah, he was a he was, he was a culture the, icon. He was yeah, he was yeah. the dude. You know, yep. and he was way more way more famous than any uh, um, any sports figure I'd ever seen. Yeah. And uh, who doesn't love Looney Tunes? No. So yeah. I was so excited when that movie came out. I loved it. It was great. And I watched it Tuesday of this week, and I was just like. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit did it so much better, like yeah. nine years earlier. <laughs> it was so yeah. much, so much more. It was almost like a, like a Space Jam felt to me, like like a really sloppily put together um, Hollywood movie that was like, okay, we're gonna cash in on everyone's favorite cartoons yeah. and Michael I am, Jordan. And remember gonna, Looney Tunes? Yeah, I am, I'm so glad you mentioned that because the result of Space Jam is pretty much how you described. So, like the final product, I mean. So yeah, so um Space Jam uh I it's the movie isn't that great, but the way this movie came about. So this movie came out came out in 1996. Okay. Um this is when Michael Jordan had retired for about a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um in 1992 the Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan made a commercial for Nike. It was really successful. Yeah. And actually, WB had reservations of using the Looney Tunes for this commercial. They, there was, like, a whole, like, problem of using uh, the Looney Tunes because they didn't want to modernize Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah. That ship has sailed at this point. And so... There was a huge negotiation of using Looney Tunes with the NBA and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Nike. Like it was a whole debacle, but eventually they got it done. So they made like they made multiple commercials with Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. And I'm, I'm trying to put every every all the listeners in the setting of the '90s. So it's a smart it's a smart move though to put that demographic that's into Looney financially, Tunes. huh? Financially, yeah, financially, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So okay, so. Putting yourself in that time era where there was a bunch of Mike. So Michael Jordan was at the peak of his career. He was making Looney Tune commercials with Nike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a huge. It was like these commercials were like airing at the Super Bowl. And eventually, you know, the kind of stars aligned. They're just like, well, why don't we make a movie with. I don't think Mike- that was any sort of. Uh- stars aligning it was just a bunch of people that wanted to make a ton of money and they're well, like that, that it was a it was a glorified nike ad and mcdonald's ad throughout the throughout yeah. the movie well it, exactly but the stars aligned for that though like you know they made these commercials that wb thought would not be successful and they were really reluctant against but they were actually really successful at it so uh joe like, pikey who was the director he was like well, why don't we make a movie out of this? You know, like I think every in, I think the general cultural sense of the time was just like, why don't they make a movie with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan? Because this was like in the early nineties. This was like between ninety and ninety three. Ninety six was uh, Space Jam. You said. Well, ninety six is when Space Jam was released. Um, so they decided to make Space Jam the movie, and the. The producers and director were really stressed out about how they would make this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they were, all they had to do was copy a movie that was made eight years prior <laughs> in a, like tw- half the time yeah. and half the budget. Because 
Who Framed well, Roger Rabbit was 88. So uh, the budget for uh, Space Jam was $90 million. $90 million? Yeah, it was $90 million. Because of oh Michael my. Jordan? Uh, and Bill Murray? <laughs> and Larry Bird? <laughs> and the Jock Jams? And Patrick Ewing? <laughs> and so... This is the so the interesting thing about Space Jam is like they just had these two guys like they were just two regular ass guys like they weren't like Who? super. Who's bi- this? Who are we talking about? The directors and oh. producers of Space okay. Jam. So they, don't, uh, it, they was, don't. Uh, it was Joe Pikey and uh, Sean. Uh, fuck. But they the don't. Same. They weren't. What do you mean, regular guys? Meaning they, they, they weren't they, into they, they sports didn't have, or they, cartoons. Well, no, they didn't have clout in the industry. Like they were just they 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 were. So just, they were like the director of uh, the Moondog Saints. They they were just guys. They were just guys who directed commercials. You know, they they weren't like you know they didn't have a lot of clout. They didn't have a lot of money, and so <laughs> only ninety million dollars. <laughs> well, they got investors. Well, or WB. Yeah, so WB is what made or break this film. Mm-hmm. And so they had this idea. So after they did the Nike commercials with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan retired, and they're like, okay, so let's make this movie now. You know, the commercials are insanely popular. Like, let's do this. And so they come up with Space Jam, and Space Jam was a debacle to get financed because uh-huh. WB and WB was not like super into it. Yeah. And the NBA stars that were supposed to star in it were not into it either. Mm-hmm. Like no one was into this movie. Like everyone was, every, you're telling me that Patrick Ewing wasn't super enthusiastic <laughs> to be in this weird movie. Even okay. What so about Vladi Divac, even Bill Murray, Bill Murray, he doesn't look like he wants to be in the movie. Yeah. Bill Murray didn't want to be in this movie until he knew how the animation to live action would work. <laughs> I think the only person that wanted to be in it was Wayne Knight. <laughs> yeah. He was the most exciting Best character. performance in the movie. <laughs> Since Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> so um space jam like it this so space jam only works for the time that it was made like it, this movie this movie wouldn't have worked in any other time so like you have the peak of michael jordan's career he Everyone, just retired i think, at I think the, it's that people were jonesing for a little bit more michael because he'd been out of the public spotlight yeah. for a little bit he, that's exactly it like he he was he he came off like at a career high uh, you have Warner Brothers trying to reinvigorate Looney Tunes because it was going deep in the ditches because of Nickelodeon. They did. They did have um, like some. If you, as you say that, I'm thinking back at watching this movie this week, and there was some um, kind of uh, allusions to other um, TV or movies uh, that I didn't expect from Looney Tunes. Like there was a. It was Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. At one point, they pull out their guns and oh, they, yeah, they like shoot. Blues Brothers or no, it's, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. They have yes. the do 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 and they're and they they're in black suits with um, sunglasses. sunglasses and they shoot one of the monsters' teeth out. Yeah. yeah, and they look at each other and look back like they're a couple of G men. Hop. Mm-hmm. Hop. Yeah, like <laughs> black guy peas intro. Yeah, and then they and you're like, oh, that's interesting. That's kind of like pretty modern for the time in 96 but yeah. you don't really see that in the cartoon so i think they were desperately trying to be relevant yes they were with it's the so, characters so like this movie was a sign of the times um it was just it was you know 
And I mean, if way, we're gonna if we're gonna talk about this though, uh, the, it's a long intro to start talking about this movie. <laughs> well, okay, so well, I mean, there's a lot of context for this movie because Space Jam. Tyler has a three page or three inch <laughs> thick binder of his manifesto about Space Jam sitting next to him. He's reading out of it right now. I know it doesn't sound like he's reading it from a book, but he yeah, is. Just, <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, uh, Space Jam. It's really a movie of the times. It's not the content of the movie isn't that great, but the fact that it was released and made was an achievement because having animation and live action at that time it in ninety never been done. Wait, never mind. Well, okay, so <laughs> the producers of Roger Rabbit. I can't remember his name, but whoever made Roger Rabbit, he said he would never do a live action animation movie again because of how difficult it was. Mm-hmm. And so that one had a budget, by the way, I had it pulled up just now. Seven, uh-huh. 70 million made in, made in 88 box office, 329 million. Yeah. I it mean, these movies are su- successful, hugely successful. And it, it, I think it won an Academy award for, um, gosh, I don't know if it was production design or editing or something like that. Yeah. It, it so I, Space Jam box office was two thirty. Yeah, so a little less, little less successful box office, but it was eighty million. But it still, it still made its money back in that. Oh, yeah. Some, and oh yeah, 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 for sure. If we want to talk about successfulness, uh, Space Jam's merchandise made one point three billion dollars. Wow, Jesus. Yeah, so it it it's a cultural icon of a movie. I, I figured that those little the little alien munchkin aliens before they turn into monsters yeah. would have been a little bit more popular because they were pretty cute yeah. yeah they were cute little adorable little sh- big blobs trying to take steal the or kidnap the looney tunes yeah. yeah i think it's worth pointing out though because um you know uh a trigger alert to any millennials who are listening to this trigger alert space jam is not that great of a movie <laughs> but the hot co- take but I'll take Space Jam, not great. <laughs> Give us another one. <laughs> um, but the context of Space Jam is incredibly important to how successful it was. You know, it so we're not out. talking about the movie this time. We're talking about a, around the movie. Well, yeah. no, we're we're gonna talk about the movie. Don't don't you worry. I don't want to spend we're gonna talk about the movie. talking about this movie that's an hour and twenty minutes long. But um. <laughs> I just I figured that the context of how this movie was made is incredibly important to everything that brings up to this movie because it's not that good of a movie, but but it's worth spending an hour and a half talking it's about. Worth, it's <laughs> worth men, it's worth mentioning that the reason why this movie was made was because of corporate sponsorship, corporate greed. Yes. And <laughs> No one, say, de- no one denies this. Can I yes. say? Can I say something? Yes, I'm going to pull a Tylerism out of my hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, this intro to our review of Space Jam <laughs> reminds me of The Departed because 45 <laughs> minutes into the movie, you get the it, the title title card to The Departed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm on Peter Jackson's King Kong and I'm stuck on the boat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let's get to the review. Let's do it. Let's do it. And with that said, uh, I'm going to be right back. There is no bathroom. You can't go to the bathroom right now. (laughs) I can't believe you've done this. All right. Uh, Through the magic of editing, we'll be right back. And we're back. 
And with that said, uh, let's get into the uh, meat of the movie, which we start out with uh, Michael Jordan playing baseball. Which is wait, wait, no, 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 no. We start off with Michael Jordan as a child. Oh yeah, his dad saying. <laughs> how could I forget? Saying, how hey, could I forget that? Yeah, how can you forget R. Kelly singing "I Believe I Could Fly"? Yeah. I believe I can fly. And, and I and his dad saying, "Michael, come on in. What are you doing out here? It's eleven thirty at night." Yeah, just I, one more shot, Dad. So um, then he says one more, and then he continues to shoot after that. Yeah, the acting and space- proving that Michael jo- Jackson, I mean Michael Jordan, <laughs> is, is a liar <laughs> from a young age. And then we are to presume that he dunks on that hoop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as a child. Very clever edit. He's so, a, um, like Mike. He's a little bow wow. And, uh, is it a little bow wow? Yeah, a little bow wow. Yeah, a little bow wow. Mike, yeah. Mike. Budget of 30 million. It showed up in my movies you might be interested in when I was looking at Space Jam. <laughs> um, so uh, the sound design in that scene is actually really good because the. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me we're gonna get this in depth on every scene. I really want to. I really want this to be a three-hour episode. <laughs> I, I just had to point out. <laughs> I just had to point out the sound design of the ball going into the chain hoop. It sounded amazing. It was. It, it, it was. Uh. <laughs> I just, I, just, I just had to point that out because that, that was one thing that stuck out with me, even as a child, was that the ball going into the chain hoop sounded just like really like satisfying. <laughs> like, Damn, it's like I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie though. The acting was very, uh, very rigid and wood like. You know, it, it was. <laughs> He's an athlete. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was so, a child. Well, yeah. I mean, but the like, child or the are we in Michael Jordan age now? Well, no, no, I no. Thought, it was, I thought Michael felt re, felt natural when he was dealing with other humans. <laughs> of course, yeah. Because yes, you're, like yeah. If you're thinking about like um, it, it should. So he he, it's him as a kid and his dad, and it cuts to him as an adult. He's playing baseball for a minor league team. It's a montage of him playing basketball. Yeah, a montage of him. And then in, in it was a good. What, what, I thought it was a good. It was intro. hella long though. It was a very long um, intro. And then it cuts to a press conference. He's like, "Yeah, we're trying for basketball. What are you gonna do now?" I think I'll play baseball. Yeah. I, which I thought it was I'll probably hilarious. play outfield. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. You're six foot seven. You're not gonna play shortstop. <laughs> you can't you can't scoop up the ground balls like that. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious because um if you know Michael Jordan's career, he when he retired from basketball, he went in I think he tried baseball. Yeah, he did. He did. He tried baseball and then he went to golf and then he came out of retirement. After he failed, he went into basketball and failed even more um so and then he bought the wizards yeah yes. that was weird yeah, yeah he <laughs> just he has a very weird career after he was a superstar in basketball so i just stick to the haynes michael yeah yeah, yeah just stick, stick to, to the haynes stick to making shoes that look exactly the same it cost 180 dollars somehow i mean yeah. i wonder how much money he uh, anyways uh, we're getting we're billions, getting past, uh, billions how much you want to bet he's makes he's worth a billion dollars at least but I mean, this is the magic of Space Jam, though. Is that like <laughs> you? <laughs> the magic. You what? just said you don't like this. Well, you, the magic of Space Jam is that you talk about other things that don't have to do with this movie. <laughs> the magic of Space Jam is you don't have to think about Space Jam. Yeah. Are you mental? 
um, <laughs> so uh, we start out with a young Michael. He's like, throwing, we're past that. <laughs> he, yeah, he, you know, he, he's he's throwing, playing baseball. He's, now. Playing he's baseball. throwing hoops and, and stuff, and then event, and then it goes to him being in the future of his present self, and he's he's sucking at baseball. The catcher is a big fan. Catcher's like is, giving him the signs or giving him the pitches. Yeah, yeah, which Don't I swing. I, swing. I almost feel like that's real life. Like yeah, that, I, I feel like that. That was probably pulled from a story that Michael told the producers. Yeah. Be, well, I mean, so another set story is <laughs> that on Space Jam, they actually built a court for Michael Jordan to practice basketball in. They called it the uh, uh, Jordan Dome. <laughs> I think, or the Michael Dome. It was, it was something like that, and um, so he could play. So he could play basketball, basketball. in C- in the CGI world that he's in. Uh, no, no, it was actually was they set. they they built it for his off time because he was so frustrated from practicing acting that he oh, okay yeah because in basketball like he's in control you know like he has he knows what he's doing yeah he knows what he's doing <laughs> he's the professional but in acting though he has to memorize the lines yeah. he has to take directions from the director and cinematographer he, and all of that he, stuff. he gets all frustrated at the end of the day i'm upset <laughs> i need yeah. to go shoot some basketball um Get, show me to the michael dome so <laughs> apparently like they had all of these NBA All Stars coming to this court that they built for Space Jam, and yeah. they, like there was a bunch of pickup games with like these All Stars, mm-hmm. which is like if you're a basketball fan, like that's like if you were on the set of Space Jam and you were witnessing this, witnessing this, this would be an amazing scene. Did they scene. Fil- did they film in that in that built set or that built uh, gym at the end of the movie? I don't I don't think they did. Oh, okay. um, hmm. I, I wouldn't think, be surprised. I, I I think that it was literally so. From what I've read from like interviews with the director and the producer, is that they were trying to make the set as comfortable as possible for Michael Jordan. Yeah. So it was just like him uh, in the baseball field. Yes, it, 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 exactly. Wayne, which is Wayne, why Wayne Knight is his handler. He plays his handler, <laughs> and, and his whole job is to make things as comfortable as possible for yeah. Michael. Yeah, it was almost me- so. Like after reading those interviews, like the Space Jam felt meta in a sense because Much of like the, the Jim history. and Andy documentary. Yeah, it was kind of like the history of Space Jam. Like it, you're catering to Michael Jordan, but this uh, the. Ironically, the plot is also catering to Michael Jordan. It is, uh, one it part, so it's weird. Most of the movie, is not really, it isn't. But yeah, so um, I mean, let's okay. So so he, so he goes, he gets out of the baseball world, and it cuts to Looney Tunes land. Well, actually, yeah. well, he's playing golf with Bill Murray, and well, we uh, see that, we see Bugs Bunny before that. Yeah, Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny in, she, is because he meets the the aliens. Yeah, the aliens. You cut, oh yeah, yeah, that coincides. Yeah. Cut to the aliens, and it's it's Danny DeVito as this boss alien on this planet. Yeah, this planet is the entire planet essentially is more on mountain, more, more on, on mountain. mountain, a theme park for the uh, for outer space, which is actually a um, which is a play on Magic Mountain because. Uh, you know, Six Flags owns Looney Tunes. Is it really? Oh, that's fine. yeah. So they're yeah. You'll see a bunch of Looney there, Tunes. There's there. there's a bunch a little fun at themselves. There's a bunch of poking fun at themselves in this movie. So Moron Mountain was supposed to be Magic Mountain. Well, and the idea is that people don't like the rides. They 
the yeah the kid the kid, the kid alien like, is like I don't want to come here ever again yeah mm-hmm. or don't bring me here yeah don't bring me when anymore, he almost right? dies right <laughs> don't bring me anymore right yeah, he says all right Halloween and he uh he is an alien that stuck in my head from a childhood as soon as I heard that line I was like whoa transported back to that dentist chair <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and then Danny DeVito boss alien guy big fat dot boss alien guy smoking That's a stogie wackle bug yeah conveniently that, that. sits on the remote control and every screen on his back turns wall into, turns to looney tunes yeah yep and they say we need something new some new something, attraction yeah bring people in yeah Something energetic, something youthful, and the yeah. little. That's exactly what the Six Flags CEO was thinking. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, how do we get our theme park to? That was actually a, a, a cartoon rec- representation of Rex Grossman from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise's character. <laughs> and so they, they basically say he, he sends his little minions to go find them, find them, and bring them back here. And he's like, uh, are gonna make him come? Yeah, back. the stoner guy is like, uh, what if they don't want to come? What if they don't want to come? Yeah, you make them. You make them, and then it's very dramatic that, fashion. That one uh, alien, uh, the, the stoner alien, alien, the stoner one, or the stupid one. He reminded me of uh, the Ed, the dumb Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> especially when it gets big. Double D. Yeah, no, not Double D. The smart one. No, the oh, guy who likes butter toast. Buttered toast. Ed is butter toast. Yeah, Ed <laughs> is the one with the green jacket. And he, yeah. So anyway, cool one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the aliens go to go steal the Looney Tunes, and the and the Looney Tunes, it, which I thought was a, a really interesting, fun way to bridge the cartoon world to the real world, is the the Looney Tunes call a meeting and. Porky Pig interrupts. The, oh, they're watching the Road TV Runner at Michael's house. At Michael's house, and Michael's three kids are watching Looney Tunes, and they're watching Road Runner and Wally Coyote. And um, Porky Pig comes on screen and is like, oh, but, 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 uh, stop, stop, "Stop the movie! Stop the stop the show!" Yeah. Union meeting. Yeah, and they, they call a meeting, <laughs> and then all the characters just stop and, and they leave. and they're just watching like a blank a, an screen. anvil. Yeah. It's like an anvil on a desert road, and the kids are like, "Man, where'd they go?" Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I really thought that was funny. It was a clever way way yeah. to uh, show the interaction of how the yeah cartoon world and the real world have it's, always interacted, but it, always in this scripted way. It's funny that they did that because as a kid, when I watched Looney Tunes, I was like watching TV. I'm like, "This is live! Like everything I'm watching TV is happening now." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like so, like all the cart like in cartoon world. I'm like, so they're doing this as. As it's as happening, it's happening as yeah. in in their world, they're, they're showing me. <laughs> and when you watch reruns, it's like a play; they're just rehearsing. Yeah, exactly. So, games. like that kind of resonated with me was yeah, like a, as a child um, watching cartoons. Like this, all this is happening now in their world. I I liked every scene that it was a hundred percent cartoon as well yeah, yeah. The, the card all the different cartoon characters in the looney tunes universe it had that like slapstick comedy that worked really well yeah it was you can't go really can't go wrong except for maybe some of the voice acting because like well, it's not the classic yeah it's billy Daffy duck sound like billy Kevin west Hart. plays um I think bugs bunny Bi- which he doesn't he doesn't play bugs bunny in the real world no billy west actually played like a bunch of roles in as space jam as because, he does yeah yep uh so did you notice that Dan Castellaneta, the voice of Homer Simpson and a million Sim- Simpsons voices and a million cartoon characters across every cartoon, mm-hmm. was a um, he was a in the audience of the basketball the Knicks game that they went to go steal Patrick Ewing's talent from. Oh, yeah. He, he was in that. Way. He was in the audience. He was, he was sitting next to the, them in the trench coat 
when, uh, when they turn into the sludge and oh, slip out. Oh, that oh, was, was he the him? One that talks? He was the one that, he's the bald guy that's yeah. talking. He's that like, was him? Wow. Yeah, that's Next him. to Pam. And uh, P- Patricia Heaton is yeah, Patricia next Heaton. to him from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. The wife. I, yeah, I knew that was... I, I, yeah, that's Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, I, I figured that... I didn't know he was a voice actor. Yeah, I figured oh, yeah. that's yeah. He's Homer Simpson, Grandpa Simpson. Oh, he's vo- he's Homer. Wow. He's the de- the devil from the Futurama series and a million other characters from Futurama. Any gra- uh, Matt Groening series, he's been. He's I see everything. his name a lot. Yeah, but I mean that kind of co- that kind of brings back to the point that like there is so much invested into this movie, like so many stars. I wonder. Went how, into I wonder how much movie. the budget would. Br- Joseph mentioned it earlier. I wonder how much of the budget really went to just paying off these superstars to be in the movie. Yeah. It was actually, well, how much money did Michael Jordan get from this? So basically, uh, the money that went into this movie was to the animation department and the stars. That's that makes the, sense. That was the only two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're at this point in the movie where uh, Bill Murray actually shows up when they're playing golf. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he's uh, talking to his golf ball. You know, so so you are my enemy and my friend. I mean, like, <laughs> anyone who's listening to this, they've seen Space Jam. They know what goes on. So you know, you you have the intro. You have the intro of Michael's family and. Uh, None of his children, none of his real children are in this movie. Because there are child actors. Yeah, Which is they, smart. I yeah. wouldn't want my kids to be in a movie. Yeah, right it's, now. A, it's a smart decision, but it's also kind of like weird knowing that. Yeah. Like, anyway, so uh, uh, we get, we, we introduce the family. Like, we, you know, it's just like a very basic introduction. Of, They're not in it a lot. Yeah, no. no, it's just they're it, in like two scenes. They could probably have been cut out completely. Yeah, literally, yeah, literally two scenes. I, but they had to be they had to be introduced because they had to show that Michael was a family man. Well, I I I, I disagree with that. I think oh. that I think the reason why that the kids and the family were so um, in the movie as much as they were, I think they would have been cut out to just about every scene except for the scene where they're watching them the Looney Tunes abandon their bit yeah. and go to the meeting. I think that they could have got rid of all of that. Yeah. There's a scene that's completely excessive, unnecessary, the unneeded. Getting of the getting the shoes shorts and the shorts. shorts and the shoes. Yeah, which does some of the some of the worst like um, <laughs> that was the that was some bad. of the worst um, aspect ratio stuff. The dog. The dog looks it's like huge. he's like a hundred feet tall. Yeah, and then in the next yeah. scene, they're taller than the dog. And it. I mean, why would why would Michael's like prized possession of his North Carolina uh, gym shorts be Anywhere with a dog can chew on it. And why is that even relevant? <laughs> yeah. Why is well, that? That's a, that's a real life thing. I think it was just a fun real life thing. Yeah. He really does wear the same shorts under his basketball oh, yeah, gear yeah. every game. Yeah. But so the reason I think it happened that they had so much screen time is that the movie was already $90 million budget. They're like, all right, we need to cut some of this animation out. A little less animation, a little less of this and that. So uh-huh. let's let's fill some more time with the real world. Those shots are easy. All we got to do is rent this house in North Carolina, shoot some interior shots of them having dinner, which is fried <laughs> chicken and collard greens. <laughs> what the hell? That's pretty racist. Yeah, that I was... I know, a, why? That, so, well, like... Even some of the monsters, when they turn into monsters, yeah. uh, kind of have some a little bit of racist features. Yeah, it was, a, it was <laughs> a little it was a little weird when I when she was like, oh, fried chicken, collard greens. And I was like, okay. Like, mm, I'm, not one, I'm not one to judge <laughs> did someone. My, did Michael sign off on that? Like, I mean, I'm not, 
if you like it, then whatever. But like, yeah, true. like I'm not one to judge fried chicken, collard greens, you know, like that amazing it's meal. It's delicious. It's delicious. But little, I mean, it just, it just seems a little, <laughs> it seems a little bit too on the nose. All right, you kids, you ready for some dessert, some menthols? Yeah, it, it seemed a little bit too on the nose. And I agree it, with yeah. it, 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 Well, I mean, it's also 96. I don't think there was, everyone is nearly as sensitive back then, but it's still just like, well, I'm like why? Enough. Why? I mean, like, why do that? that that's why don't you say, what, hey, time for dinner? Yeah, yeah. It, leave it, it at that. It, it kind of, you know, it, it toes that line because when you're introduced to, okay, so we're at the point in the movie where he gets sucked down the hole. He gets sucked down the hole, which actually my favorite scene in it this movie. It is alive. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite scene in this movie is when Michael gets sucked in the hole while they're playing golf and they just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just sitting there and they're just like oh, I like how Bill Murray uh, he's like what kind of camera is that don't point that at me please. don't point that out at me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was Bill Murray was great and every uh, scene he was in was made it yeah, better than he was, he was in it he was used sparingly and it was perfect yeah. um, that was my favorite scene in the whole entire movie is when they're like playing golf yeah. and then he gets sucked in the hole and they're all just sitting there and they're just like where did he go <laughs> and then they just leave. Yeah, they just except for like, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight's like, and then um, Michael, uh, it's me. Um, what's what's the name? What's what, what is his name? name? Stan. Yeah, it's uh, Stan. Uh, remember uh, Bodilak? Yeah, yeah, he calls uh, him Sherm, like in the beginning. Yeah, Sherm. <laughs> and then then uh, Stan, played by Wayne Knight, starts digging. He gets yeah. he gets a shovel somehow so and starts digging. digging. What yeah. are you doing? I I'm fixing a divot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Fixing a divot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I was, <laughs> I do quote that a lot. Joseph, I know quotes that a lot. I was yeah. watching this with Bree, and she uh, that scene came up, and she's just kind of watching it from the other side of the couch, and she goes, "Hey, don't you say that a lot?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> so, um, uh, I think uh, so Michael in... getting sucked into the Looney Tunes world. Um, what a weird. What, I mean, is that the only access point? Yeah, I mean, so, so basically, Looney Tunes there's world a w- is in hell. Yeah, there's a WB portal underground. Yeah, and um, so he gets sucked into that, and the Looney Tunes are like, "Okay, look, we uh, need your help because these aliens have become big, mm-hmm. and they're gonna fuck us up, and we need the best basketball player in the world." So naturally, they get uh, so they they Michael they, Jordan. They who, get him, yeah. They get him down into Looney Tunes land and instantly abuse him. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. And they and and they run they run through the gamuts of uh, uh, Daffy Duck playing a doctor and spinning him around, putting him in the chair, mm-hmm. basically abusing that the hell out of him as he gets to Looney Tunes land. And yeah. I and I I think this is I think this is all well done too because with I, f- I feel like with modern children's movie there's a lot safer plays that they handle um your, your, but, real quick your your favorite scene is them them watch, watching yeah this is my favorite scene what are you doing I'm uh, That's a really bad quality I'm fixing a divot oh Oh, good times. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled from, I hate to keep bringing it up, but I'm spoiled from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Watch watch any bar scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit when Roger is in the bar and interacting. There's physical props 
being yeah. manipulated by the cartoons. And in this, it's literally like one guy on a green screen, kind of poorly done. Yeah, it's a lot of weird close-ups on his face when he first gets there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I <laughs> noticed that too. Like, there's a lot of close-ups with Michael Jordan. I think that was the save on the animation. budget. Save on and, animation and also capitalize on the fact that people love Michael Jordan. Yeah. More Jordan, more Jordan. We want him. Yeah, fill the screen with Jordan's face. But then, like, his reactions are like... Uh, yeah, it's, it reminds me of the. Yeah, it's so it's do, so do guys, dry. Have you guys seen that like clip? I don't know how if this is true or not. It's a picture of Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, um, sitting on the set of Lord of the Rings oh, the around lap. around a green screen. Oh, and and he's basically saying this is not what I this is not why I became an actor to like basically act among green screens because he's not with uh, the other actors. In oh, that yeah, that's actually, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did he did cry on set of The y- Hobbit. Yeah, because it's, it's almost like he's... It was this, all green screen. Yeah, it's all green screen. And it's like, <laughs> I, I know that's a difficult thing to do to ask an actor to imagine what's happening around him in this green screen when you literally have no idea what's going to be put in in post. Yeah. But he gets this, he gets... um basically shanghaied through this golf ball hole, sucked down into this cartoon <laughs> land. He's completely surrounded by cartoons. All these characters are basically abusing the hell out of him within the first, like, three minutes yeah. he's there. Yeah. He gets put through the process, blown up, put on the, the doctor's chair. He gets Looney land. Yeah, he gets, he gets the whole process. And then it slams him down on the ground, and you zoom in on his face, and he goes, Guys, what's going on here? <laughs> Guys, what's going on here? And you're like... Come on, Michael. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah so um pretend. <laughs> it's called acting. I mean, I so this is a little background on me. I worked in sports for about a year. I worked for he was a quarterback. The Sacramento Kings <laughs> as a starting point guard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a starting point guard for the Kings, so, guys. Okay. So I worked in, in the video like broadcast department and we would interview a lot of players for features and teases. Mm-hmm. And getting athletes to talk and enunciate and articulate <laughs> is uh, not an easy challenge. And some are better than others, but um, and Michael Jordan seems like it was you know he seemed like an intelligent guy and mm-hmm. very articulate. Um, what, are to, what are you trying to say about Vladi Divac? At the same time, <laughs> it's uh, it's I can I can kind of like uh, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah, and trying to get an athlete to act. Most most movie makers say that working with children and animals on set is the most difficult thing you can do. But I think yeah. professional sports players is a close third. Well, and I'd yeah. like to remind you guys: this is in, in the context of making a movie out of successful commercials. Yeah. You know, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Mike Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan originally appeared in Nike commercials in 1992 and they were so successful that they wanted to make a movie out of this. They, so they thought that, that's they thought, the, that's the context we have here. You know like what, you know Space what it actually Jam. was Tyler, huh? the directors and, and the, the producers that were decided to fund this. They, they looked at all the people at a swap meet in this uh, state fair that had a Tasmanian devil and <laughs> Tweety bird tattoos on their, <laughs> on their chest and upper arm and thought, that's what we need. We need to appeal to that demographic. <laughs> <laughs> People that love Tweety Bird. <laughs> yeah. Cartoon gangsters almost. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I just I did love I did love Tweety Bird in this. <laughs> yeah. Um so you, you wouldn't do that to us, <laughs> would you, Michael? 
so uh we get we so the, get more into the movie where it's just like it the monsters have turned into the monsters yeah, the little yeah. the little pipsqueak guys they absorb the powers of Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, uh, which actually I thought Muggsy. was that was re- really well done. Yeah, like that was I, th- I think, yeah, that I think was cool. The way that was my favorite scene in the movie is when when they're doing that. Yeah, I think, and, and those were actually and they're two real, kids in a trench coat. Uh, fun fact: <laughs> those were actually real basketball games that they. Uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, like they, those weren't like just sets. Like they like went into basketball games. They're like, okay, we're gonna do this scene. I just wonder how that was coordinated. Did you guys, uh, were you guys um, old enough to watch the world, weird world of Alex Mack on Nickelodeon? Sounds familiar. I think that was probably um, a little before no. your time. We're, I'm, we're only like six years apart in age. I'm about six yeah. years older. But that's enough in the in the pantheon of uh, kid, I mean, I probably, kids and I, teenagers com- yeah, I, I, uh, TV I, I, shows. It sounds familiar. It sounds it, familiar. She turns into like this liquid metal blob thing. She's like, like Terminator. Alien. Yeah, like Terminator. She, goes, she turns <laughs> T-1000 and like can get into areas. That's kind of what it reminded me of. They turn into like this purple jelly goo uh, thing that yeah. no one can see and it's more like around. purple cum that comes <laughs> into uh nba professional noses they they get you're drunk they, they get it they like surround patrick ewing and go in his boxer shorts and suck his talent out so yeah, they, yeah they, they suck his they, like, cum out they go, <laughs> okay. oh my god why don't you stop talking for a while <laughs> <laughs> Cutting you off, Noe. <laughs> so yeah, what's, they, what's in that Baja Blast freeze you're drinking? <laughs> NBA star come. <laughs> so they absorb the powers, and <laughs> they absorb the powers, and there's this whole sort of side plot of them going to therapy and trying to figure mm. out what's wrong yeah, with with, <laughs> with. I thought them. that was I thought and that was hilarious. So there's like, there's one with so unnecessary. There's one with Patrick hilarious. Ewing where he's like. The therapist is like, so have you had any troubles in other areas of your life? Which is like a pretty what? adult thing no. to include into yeah. this movie for kids. Yeah, he he just like stops and looks back at this no. Sigmund Freud looking <laughs> therapist. Yeah. I do like the fact um I do like the fact that they go through that little kind of side plot with all the professional basketball players yeah i mean it was unnecessary but it, it definitely the movie had to be feature length though had to be 90 <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah it had to they had to fill that time up with something what you, am can't, I, you can't make 230 million dollars off of a 45 minute hbo short <laughs> yeah my uh my one of my one of the best parts of that that subplot was when they're like getting wheeled through the hospital on yeah wheel, on wheelchairs <laughs> and is and mugsy mugsy bugs yeah M- mugsy's like He's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with us. It's all in our heads. It's probably like some psychosomatic or the alignment of the planets or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. All we need is some essential oils and Karen to help us out. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to the point where, um, you know, one thing about this movie I didn't like, there wasn't a training montage. No, it just kind of, it just cuts it just to the kinda, game. Yeah, it just They cut. fix the gym and then that's it. Yeah, it <laughs> just kind of cuts to the game. Yeah. Spit shine. Um, but we can't continue further without mentioning uh, Lola Bunny. Thank you. Lola. I was going to stop you if you went to the game without mentioning yeah, no, um, Lola. The, the, I, the, um, the origin of oh, our mo- that fucking modern drop. Yeah, the modern furry agenda yeah. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> in America. I, I have to say, one my biggest criticism of this movie is Lola <laughs> Bunny. Um, I think it was ham-fisted in... I think it was inappropriate, actually. Uh, it was. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, 
I think Lola Bunny was just inappropriate for this movie. Do you it prefer was, uh, Bugs Bunny dressing up as Girl Bunny? <laughs> well, no, I it's not that. I just I think that they they sexualized that character so yeah. much, like it, it was insane. This is you want to hear my reaction when Lola Bunny Bunny comes on screen when I'm 12 years old when this movie is released. Oh, <laughs> same. Yeah. That's ex- that's exactly. I mean, it. I mean same. You know, like uh, uh, the, the it was it was made for the young, young like boys, pre pubescent. Yeah. Like it was the voice, really. It was the voice, and like she was Don't like shaking her hips no. when she walked. You know, she was she like, was very voluptuous. She, it, it was, also reminiscent of Jessica Rabbit from yeah, yeah. Frame Roger Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit, who was yeah. a human, yeah, who was a human, cartoon, not, a human, not barely, a rabbit, barely human. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was uh, it was just a really strange thing to like uh, put this was the one I was hoping on you were going to say about did Lola you, Bunny. <laughs> did you like did you like how they they shoehorned a little bit of adult humor into yeah. into the the movie in, in a few different ways? But the first time that um, Bugs, I think it's I think at some point I think it's. The very the first time they interact and he's like trying oh, to spin a game at her. Oh, when she was like, I heard there was a basketball audition. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. like, What's <laughs> up, guys? I'm here to show you guys all up. And she's uh don't he says something doll. Yeah, don't ever call me doll. And then Bugs Bunny gets stiff as a board. Yeah, he turns into he turns into a board <laughs> and he like plinks around on the yeah. ground and you're like that's a boner reference. It that's is, what, that, it that's is what a, I, stiff as a board. But I mean, honestly, that's that's what I that like makes two about of us bugs. I mean, but there's always the adult humor in these kids movies. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. um, it's specific to Looney Tunes though, because Looney yeah, Tunes definitely. has an Animaniacs. Yeah, they have so WB. They have that adult humor in their cartoons, so it was very. Because they know their kids are watching it, so they have to be entertained somehow too. Yeah, they, they it was very on point with them. Uh, but Lola Bunny, I think, was a little bit too much. It was a little bit too much. Like I can't it, believe you've done this. <laughs> She's perfect. What are you talking about? It was just perfect that's my girl. Way. You're talking about? How dare you? I, it, it just it like watching this movie. Like I watched it this morning, like at like six a.m. Oh my god! And <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> Why are you up at Sunday at six a.m.? Get some sleep. Hey, uh, we're not going to talk about my very personal life here, but um, <laughs> I, I was watching know. Lola Bunny at six a.m. alone in my room with the door <laughs> and locked. Alone in my room, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was just a bit too much. You know, she was swinging her hips a little bit too much. It was just—it seemed a little bit too sexual for a kids' movie. You know, like I saw this movie when I was like ten years old. This is oh, what no, got me into no, basketball. <laughs> It, I don't um, know. I don't know. It was. It was just. It was just. Too, Lola Bunny turned this from weird. A, a G rating to a PG rating. Oh yeah, it was very PG overnight. No. She had an ass. <laughs> Lola Bunny had an ass. Her last name was Bunny. Quit. Bugs' last name Her was Bunny. Her sister was a witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does that mean they're related? I, I, Lola Bunny. Well, I mean. Oh my God. No, they I, are. Are they related? They're cousins. Uh, anyway, second so, you're cousin. Gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> so they're cousins. Before before we get into the game, okay. the main event, yeah, yeah. like the 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 like the reason they're even doing a game is because the Moron Mountain people want Looney Tunes to come 
and Bugs tricks them. And Bugs tricks them, saying that you have to uh, battle yeah, us. Give them a chance to defend themselves. Yeah, give us give a give them a chance to defend themselves. Yeah, it is in the rule book. Yeah. So he tricks them into in classic into Looney Tunes fashion. They have too. to uh, they have to challenge them, and they say, "What are they? They're short. They're small. They have small arms. They can't jump." Uh, yeah. We challenge you to a basketball game. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when they steal those talent from the players, <laughs> and and then they become uh, monsters. Stars. They're monsters. Yeah. They're not monsters. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so yeah. So and then um, I delete the, delete the montage scene straight to the game. Yeah. yeah no, no practicing. Just fixing the gym. Michael's there. That's all we need to know. And we have Lola Bunny now. Yeah. So she's a, a baller. Yeah. So we're, now it's like the big game. The game tonight. I mean, which it's a, you know, dun, 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 Jock jams. Yeah. Um, this, so this movie, uh, <laughs> it's not great, but I'm glad it went into, I, I'm glad, I'm glad it went at the pace it went because yeah, it's quick. <laughs> it's a quick transition. It was, it was fast. I wasn't watching the clock. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad it went at the pace that it went because mm-hmm. this, it, it was, Ugh, it, it got painful in the second act. Like it, it got severely. <laughs> in the game. Well, yeah, like, like is there a second act? What's the second act? He's in Looney Tunes world. Well, the second act is uh, when I he would, gets sucked down the hole. Yeah, sucked down the hole. That's the beginning of Act Two. Yeah, it it it, it gets, Looney Tunes land. There's like three movies in one that works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it, um, exactly. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Um, so we get to the main game. And you know they, we have the the mice taking over the announcements. Yeah, that was great. Um, because the a regular human announcer is asleep. Yeah, the nineteen twenties uh, depression <laughs> yeah. era announcer with the press the press uh, card in his hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here we get the starting lineup. Yep, and uh, you get all the characters introduced, and they're all like super short for some reason. The Looney Tunes are like under they're five small. feet tall, like they're like three feet tall. And shit. Oh, Peppa, <laughs> like, well, I mean, they're smaller than Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig's like six feet tall. Peppa Pig, what the, yeah, what? Peppa yeah. Pig isn't even in this movie, dude. And that's well, like in, com- a- in comparison. <laughs> oh, Peppa Pig. Peppa, Peppa Pig. Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig Porky is seven Pig. feet tall. What? What? Peppa Pig is seven feet tall? Are you kidding Peppa me? Peppa Pig. That's canon. It says it on IMDb. It's canon. Dude, that's fucking insane. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So Peppa Pig is bigger than Bugs Bunny by like four feet. Taller than us. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap this up real quick. The monsters they fight the thing. Michael Jordan gets his stretches on real tight. He slams the dunks and they win the game. Now let's talk about Peppa Pig being seven feet tall. <laughs> that's what this podcast should be about. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's in, in cartoon worlds. Peppa Pig is, is seven feet tall. She's as wow. big as the Monstars. <laughs> I, I do have a question. If we're talking about cartoon Cartoon Land being a thing, how come how come the um, the aliens from Moron Mountain don't know the rules of the cartoon world, or maybe they do? They're just not aware of it because yeah, they're, they're all they all live in the same world. But well, they gotta be the they galaxy. gotta be uh, aware of it some in some way because they participate in. Like the they, antics, like they of beat the hell cartoons. out of each other. Yeah, like yeah. they're like beating the shit oh, out of them. I had something to say. Okay. So in the scene when the aliens and the Looney Tunes are are negotiating their new slave agreement, mm-hmm. 
Oh. Yosemite Sam comes up and is like, you're not going to take us nowhere. And he's shooting his guns off. And one of the little mini, tiny aliens pulls out his ray gun and just zaps him. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the negotiations. Everyone in Looney Tunes land now accepts the fact that they're just going to get taken away. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty minor... Very minor inconvenience for a cartoon character. Yeah, for when later worlds. later in the money in the movie, Sylvester the cat gets a whole, literal hole blown oh, through yeah, his chest. Yeah, I yeah. noticed and that. Then the yeah, next, I noticed next scene, that. Yeah. And then Rooster, yeah, uh, he Foghorn gets, Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn gets uh, a similar treatment. Yeah, turned into a crispy. Did you order extra, extra crispy? crispy? Original <laughs> yeah. or extra crispy? And it's it's like that's that was the linchpin that that set this whole thing off. Yeah, but I feel again, like Foghorn Leghorn was like very severely limited in this movie because of his racist undertones of no, his character. They don't care about that. in Nineteen ninety six. Oh, no. I think they do. I think I like Foghorn Leghorn. Well, I I oh. uh, <laughs> me too. He's great. I love Foghorn. I, I do too, but uh, he's very he he can be misunderstood as racist. Anyway, <laughs> and so I think that they they handicapped his uh, uh, presence. So now we're at the game. We're at the big game. We're in the game. First half of the game, the Toon Squad is getting their shit handed to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, all these fucking guys are gigantic two stories tall yeah that was like how i don't know it's almost sexual too like i mean (laughs) okay okay, tyler i mean like you i I don't where's the sexual part (laughs) i don't know i i just like there there's just like a weirdly weird sexual overtone in the main game with the monsters (laughs) no what are you talking about is it because the what am i talking about jiggling of the cheeks yeah the jiggling they're thick boys they're thick they're (laughs) big and you have lola bunny being fucking slammed on top of these dudes (laughs) like it it just it seemed for me like it seemed really unintentionally over sexualized it It, just it seemed really i think you're sexualizing it maybe <laughs> Tyler, maybe so. <laughs> maybe you're right. It's <laughs> what is this? Is this, is this sexual? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, so it just seemed weird. Like it, it just when I was watching the main game, it just like it 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 was like I don't know. It, it like, rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah, it kind of. It kind of like it. It was just kind of weird. Like the color tones they use for the aliens too. Like the size difference. The jiggling of butts. <laughs> it was just they even show their butt at one time. <laughs> yeah, he does. He pulls his pants off at some point. Yeah, he, he, I don't with I don't, a fishing pole. Yeah, oh, just a quick little thing before we is a yeah. small little thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so Michael Jordan is in like a motel room and and about to go to like a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's eating McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then <laughs> there's fries leaning Such against the TV. Yeah, there's fries in the back. He has blatant McDonald's. McDonald's he's drinking. Dad. I mean. <laughs> And then uh, Wayne Knight Stan comes. Stan comes along. He's like, "All right, we got to go to practice. Uh, get your shit together." And he doesn't say that, but <laughs> and yeah, he'll pick up a Big Mac on the way. And I'm like, he, "He's eating it right now. He's eating <laughs> McDonald's." He 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 specifically says, "Okay, we need to get you to practice. Uh, grab your Wheaties, grab your Gatorade, oh, yeah, and Wheaties. we'll get a Big Mac on the way." Yeah. Wow. It was it was uh, this movie was a well. I mean, since it, this movie was based on a commercial series, like it makes sense that they Wait, what. It was based on a commercial series? Yeah. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> uh, before this movie was made. I, 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 I know that. I probably mentioned this earlier in the episode. But <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have remembered that. <laughs> I, um, I think he was on the Michael Phelps diet, diet where he has to consume like 15,000 calories a day. So And Subway. Wait, yeah, Wayne, yeah, and Subway. <laughs> Wayne Knight's just like, all right, no, another big neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's Long funny? Uh, the person who was supposed to play Wayne Knight's character was supposed to be Michael J. Fox. Really? Really? Yeah. And then after that, since they couldn't get Michael J. Fox, they were trying to get Chevy Chase to do it. Oh, God. And that's WB... It's not a good call. And wow. WB was just like, fuck that. And they're like, well, who else... Who who can we get? And Wayne you guys watch Seinfeld? How about Jurassic Park with Nedley? <laughs> Wayne Knight was just like, oh, uh, uh, me! I, I, I love Michael Jordan! Uh, so, yeah. Half we're time. In, we're yeah. half time now. So we're in the middle of the game. It's half time. And Again, their so, ass is kicked. They go into the locker room. Been dunking uh, the whole time. All, Wayne, the, all the Looney Tunes are basically just quitting because they're losers. Yeah. Well, you know, it was kind of a weird scene in that movie. It was uh, Wayne Knight is spying on the Monstars. Yeah. And he, like, gets fucked up from them. Like, they're like, I'm not exactly sure. He, I he smell can, something. Just mildly fucked up. He gets charred. Yeah. He yeah. Gets, <laughs> like, there was fire involved or something. Yeah, he, he comes get, back to the uh, Toon Squad. And they, they let him go back. And yeah, then he yeah. tells them. You think that those guys would just murder him? Yeah, yeah. Because he goes back and tells them exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and do they have their talent? Yeah, there's there's yeah, no the players. There is no payoff for him for spying or anything because you kind of it is for the Michael Jordan. Well, and his team. I mean, you're kind of like under the impression that uh, he's going to like either go to the Monstars to like, to, like defect. Be, yeah, to defect or to spy. And he doesn't, and he just kind of comes back and he does go to spy. He spies. He goes to spy. He just gets caught. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just like there's no like there's no like trigger for him to spy. He just kind of does it on his own. It's like why the fuck is he doing? Nobody tells him. Nobody tells him to do that. He just does it on his own. Yeah, he's a weasel. Um, He wants to be. He he wants to help. Try to help. And he still does it, so it doesn't matter what happens. So they give uh so they give the cartoon characters water for the very first time. Yeah, Bugs ever. Bunny is like <laughs> Yeah, Bugs Bunny is like Here, try this thing called water. Michael's so- secret juice or something. <laughs> yeah, secret sauce, I think. And uh, yeah, secret stuff. Yeah, secret stuff. It's uh, it's basically his sweat in a bottle. He felt he it's the cum of uh, all star <laughs> NBA players. <laughs> well the so yeah, in in typical, I I will say, credit to the writers because mm-hmm. that is very typical Looney Tunes logic. Yeah, if you don't look down, you're not gonna fall when you fall when you run off the side of a cliff. Yeah, if you don't know that you're not drinking special secret stuff, athletic secret stuff, yeah, you're gonna you're <laughs> just gonna you're gonna inherit the natural abilities. Yeah, it's a placebo. And it works for a good, a good yeah a good part of the last half of the game, and. In in Looney Tunes land, you find out in the third, maybe fourth quarter that the cartoon physics apply to humans that are down there too. Yeah, this which is Looney Tunes land. Yeah, you you. Uh, yeah, you, I think you, like Bugs Bunny is just like, what? Do, you haven't been doing this the whole you time. Sh- yeah, Michael <laughs> Jordan is like, you should have told me. Yeah, like, you should have surmised that from the fact that Wayne. Thanks Knight, for telling me that the last ten seconds. Yeah. Wayne Knight basically gets cremated by the Monstars, and he's he gets fine. flattened, steamrolled, and then yeah, then later on when. Everyone in 
else has left is on the injured reserves. Yeah. Now Wayne Knight gets got called in to uh, be the fifth man on the <laughs> basketball team, and he just gets crushed and turned into a Immediately. Giant, pan- giant pancake. We have Tweety Bird and an iron lung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the old lady and the witch uh, with like casts on and stuff. And yeah. The my favorite part is the buzzard in a full body cast, including his beak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Wayne Knight gets crushed, and then they pump him up full of air, and he, he farts. farts around the. He deflates like a balloon. <laughs> he deflates with a fart sound around the entire uh, stadium, which doesn't make sense. It just, I don't know, it doesn't make sense because he's not farting; it's coming out of his mouth. This is fucking Space Jam. It goes dude. in one Come side, on. it comes out the yeah, other. I guess so. I don't know. It's got a check valve in there. Anyway, so he gets wheeled away. Mike, Michael goes. They had to make a fat joke. Yeah, and yeah. they had to make a fat joke, and they're just like, "Oh, uh, Wayne Knight, and he's he's fat, and farts are funny. Fat and <laughs> fart." Of- well, it also propels the plot because, yeah, hold on. There we go. It propels more like. <laughs> <laughs> it propels the plot because then Michael's like, how do you do that? And then, and I can't remember who. It was D- like, Daffy Daffy Duck. like, yeah, Debbie's like, oh, well, this is Looney this Tunes Tune world. Land. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. you haven't been doing this the whole time. <laughs> and just, and yeah. then you don't see what happens, but Bill Murray comes. He just gets there. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite parts in the movie is, um, uh, I think it was Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck. He was just like, oh, how did you get here? How did you find this out? And he's like, oh, I'm friends with the producers. Well, yeah, was, I didn't and, know he was in this picture. Yeah. It, That's what Danny DeVito <laughs> says. Uh, it, it actually, Danny DeVito was like, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Who Dan Aykroyd? I didn't know he was in this picture. Um, it gets really meta at the end with the, because they didn't, it feels like they didn't know how to finish this movie. So yeah. and they didn't know how to incorporate Bill Murray at the end. So there's, so they just went to the meta route and yeah. it actually worked out successfully because it's already a super. Yeah, I liked it. It's already like really out there already, you know. Like you have Looney Tunes playing against like humans. You have Looney Tunes in the audience. Like it's kind of just like you know what? Fuck it. Like what else can you put in here? Like yeah, just end this thing. I um. Oh well, I'll bring it up later. Okay, so, so yeah, so, so they, yeah, we Bill, Burmer, Bill Murray is on the team, and basically the plan is get the ball to Michael. He's gonna. They're down by. One point, yeah. I think it was funny that he was like coming up with like a whole plan. He's and Michael was like, "We're on defense." He's like, "Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm more of an offense guy." He's like, "I'm more of an offense guy." Yeah, I, I think we should take up Michael's lead on this one. <laughs> yeah, that and was the, a really smart like scripting. Like every bit idea. of Bill Murray in the movie made the movie better. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. So, spoiler alert: Michael Jackson gets the ball. He stretches his <laughs> lo- arm out about fifty feet long. With Touches some really he, he good, the really lo- good CGI, he applies the Looney Tune logic. Yeah, and he he basically almost slams the slam dunks the ball. He just throws it At in the last just, second. He don't he like a little like a layup kind sort of, of thing. He just goes, yeah. Drops Which it I gotta in. say, that arm was freakish. Yeah, like it. it yeah, like it's even a human as, using cartoon logic. Like even as a little kid, like watching that arm stretch out. Well, it, like it, like it, was Michael, just, no. it was unsettling. What doesn't make so sense unsettling. to me is that how he doesn't know this is because that he was put into a ball shape himself yeah, earlier in the movie right. and you're right. passed around. <laughs> yeah, the monsters <laughs> when they first see him, they're like, "I'm gonna take you. You're gonna be the basketball." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> passing him around, bouncing him on the court, <laughs> and so they win. 
And then the Monstars are getting taken to task by um, their boss, played by Danny DeVito. Yeah. And Bugs Bunny says, why do you take the, his abuse? And they're like, because he's bigger and stronger than we used to be. Used to be? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they, they, and then they put him on a rocket ship and shoot him to the moon. I guess so. Leaving it open-ended. Uh, here's my bold prediction for 2020 or 2021, whenever Space Jam 2 comes out with LeBron James. Uh, it's going to be Danny DeVito playing the boss, and he has been living on the moon. And somehow he's going to come <laughs> back. He's going to come back because he got shot to the moon, not back to Mara Mountain. Yeah. yeah. Hot um, take right here. You heard it first. Yeah, I, I just want to say that. Give us another one. <laughs> okay, well, here's Give us another one. Here's an, here's another one actually is too. that I I'm not excited for Space Jam two because Space Jam only worked because of the time it came out right like it wasn't a good movie like I just want to put it out there that I don't think this was a good movie but I think <laughs> I think that <laughs> Space Jam was successful at what it did uh-huh. and it did it well but it wasn't a good movie no. Like it was a good fan. It was a it was a good family movie at the time that it came out with the people that made it. Like it was not just too like good man. It was not, lightning not. in a bottle. It was lightning well, in a bottle. I don't know about that. What do you for mean? The, what do you time, mean you don't know about lightning that? Lightning in a bottle. For the yes, time. it was lightning in a bottle because you can't make another Space Jam. Like you know, like they are you had. Space what? Jam. They're about to do it. Well. I'm just saying, like you have <laughs> you have Michael Jordan, you have Charles Barkley, you have all of these superstar NBA stars that are like they're above right, the part, game. Part two of this podcast: Who is going to be the cast in the Space Jam Two? LeBron James, LeBron, LeBron James, James, Steph Curry, probably uh, uh, Demarcus Cousins. Who's probably. The guy? Demarcus Cousins? <laughs> no, no way. He's good. He might. He's not a superstar. You're no, biased. No, 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 no. He is. Who's, uh, okay, who's the guy yeah, that? Who's I the guy that dated, on that one. <laughs> dated this reality star? He was a Kia Spanish Rodman for a while. No, he's young. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> he's young. He's like a light skinned dude. He's got like kind of like blondish hair. Clay Thompson. No, 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 no. Gosh, he he was like a spokesperson for Kia for a while. I don't know. Kobe Bryant. R.I.P. No, no. I'm not a big basketball fan, but I know his name, his face. I can't think of his name. Well, if we got any basketball fans out there, please leave us a comment on our ignorance. And- anyway, <laughs> so when I think watching this movie again, I I wonder because I watched it with Deanna, uh-huh. and she had never seen it before. What did she so, think about it? Um, she's she like, never seen that movie before. No, no. Wow. so this is her first time. Um, and Kinda she got to see it when you're she alone. made a comment. What did she say? Uh, during the movie that before like when like when the players were getting their powers taken By away. By the way, Deanna is Joseph's uh husband. Oh uh, wife. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm the husband. His side, his side piece. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, for our listeners out there who don't know who this is, this is a wife of our uh, host Joseph. Anyway. This is wife. <laughs> so what did your wife Deanna say? Deanna, my wife. <laughs> Formerly known as my girlfriend. <laughs> Formerly fiance. Yeah. Before my girlfriend. <laughs> posed on the first date. <laughs> took it back. <laughs> anyway, so she made this comment when the players were getting the powers taken away, she thought that they were going to play against. She thought they were going to be on the team Oh, that they play against the Monstars. Hmm. And oh, what, what, it, what okay. it got me thinking, I was like, well, that would be interesting if like, if they, if like Michael had to retrain them into playing basketball, hmm. 
and the Looney Tunes like didn't have that big of a part in it. Maybe mm. they, they were still in it. There's obviously still the monsters who are animated. Yeah. And I'm wondering like how would this have played out if it played that they played the game in the real world instead, instead of, of Looney Tune World. Yeah. I wonder if that was like if huh. playing in an animated world was easier like logistically than like taking uh, like Roger Rabbit because everything's in the real world. Yeah, because if it's all cartoon based, then you're animating everything except Michael's just a green. Well, screen. yeah, you're, he's just and composited the other, in there. The other way around. I mean, you also have to consider the cost of having those NBA stars on camera too. Like for longer prob- periods, yeah. it was probably more expensive to have them on camera. It, so I'm I not thinking of it that way, though. I'm thinking of it if it how the movie would have played out from a writing perspective. Yeah, if if it would have been better hmm. if they were more in it than they were the the players and the, I, and the subplot of them having to be like retrained to play it's basketball. hard to say it's, it would be it would be a two and a half hour movie instead of an hour yeah. and 23 movie <laughs> which is I about mean, the length of this podcast per- almost perfect <laughs> length movie just fast enough to get interested it's a kid's in, movie you know? so yeah it's, i mean it's funny that you say that though because a lot of reviewers at the time of uh the movie that comes out the space when space jam came out a lot of people thought it was like a missed opportunity. Like they thought this could have been like the they didn't classic. Think it was lightning in a bottle, and they were right. They thought this could be the classic sports movie, but it only classic it o- sports kids movie. Yeah, and the only reason why it became the movie it did in um, nostalgic reasons uh-huh. is because it came out when we were young, not that it was good and it was you know this like legendary movie or anything it only it's only has a cultural impact because of the youth right now yeah you have a way with words Tommy. i don't know if do you think that the producers were they made this movie thinking like oh 20 years from now no no they did no, not they didn't give be, a shit they no, want to make they a bunch tra- of money right they, now they were yeah. tra- and actually you know um if you read interviews with the director and producers that is exactly what they were trying to go for is they were trying to make the most money as possible because the, at the time at the time yeah uh this was a, how long have we been on this rock this was this was <laughs> this two hours <laughs> yeah so uh uh you know, we've so, gotten through the whole movie. Uh, you know, eventually uh, they win the game, you know, with the freakishly long Michael Jordan arm. Ends with Michael joining uh, Chicago Bulls again. Yeah. Yeah, which actually happened in real life. It, yeah, they it, just showed the clips from the game that he yeah. came back to. Uh, so uh, He comes back to play the baseball game, though. That was before that. Like, he comes yeah, back on his play. Yeah, Bree mentioned something. He played pathetic. three games in one day. He played. He played the the Monstars versus the Toon Squad, and then he went and played the baseball game the same day. Yeah, and then you're led to believe he goes and instantly goes back to basketball. I don't I think, know if the basketball game. I think that was day. probably a time edit. But to, still, like all of this happened in a span of 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, where this family's not wondering where he is. No, nope. I mean, because he was obviously he was like on the road or something. Yeah, because he's playing baseball. Mm-hmm. But. Still, it's like it's like oh, the time span is only like a day, maybe, and that's where it becomes a kids' movie, though. Is just like yeah, it's know, kids, it's, kids show it's logic, forgivable, yeah, Nickelodeon logic. I yeah. mean, like actually, Bill Murray even reinforces it more when he was saying like, "Oh, I'm friends with the producers, that's why I'm here." Like it's it's kind of just like okay, like at the end they start giving a shit about the plot. Yeah. You're a dullard. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> 
so yeah, Space Jam, um, a movie. The, the <laughs> it's, movie. It's a definition of a movie. It, it the movie isn't that great, but I think the historical <laughs> aspect that it plays into our generation's time is significant. What do you whether mean, you view what, it as good or bad? Yeah, what's whether your, what's your rating, Tyler? What do so, you think? Uh, would, you, would you put this? Uh, Getting into ratings for Space Jam, uh, my rating for Space Jam is a solid uh, three out of five. Wow, uh, that sounds like a. I guess that sounds about right. Yeah, it's, it's three. Yeah, it's 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 three out of five because is it a it, pretty good movie? It's an okay movie. Okay. It was successful at what it was accomplishing, but it could have been significantly better. Like Hodge given, Rabbit. like. Yeah, it could have been a Roger Rabbit, which I think Roger Rabbit is, has a higher rating on Space Jam. But Space Jam, I think it's culturally significant. Um, I think that nothing can be, nothing, there's nothing that can match to Space Jam. They tried like it, to do it. It's, it's such tried, a isolated to, movie. They tried to do it again with Looney Tunes back in action. Sorry, oh, Brendan yeah. Fraser. Yeah, it, it that, and that, Failed horribly. Yeah, I rewatched that. Actually, I don't know. You watched? Uh, you like rewatched that last, last year sometime. Um, at I like think late at night. It was like a one a.m. kind of movie. And, and I, I also, like, oh, I also what? think that Space Jam couldn't be successful without Looney Tunes either. So, like, it was well, truly there would be no Space Jam without Looney Tunes. Well, no, that's not true. I mean, you could have done, done Space Jam with Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still WB. Like, it, they yeah, could, but it's not Looney Tunes. They could have made their own cartoon characters, is what I'm saying. Like, it, oh, it like just, for the movie? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think hmm. that Space Jam, we have Bug Bunny, Bug Bunny, <laughs> <laughs> Bugsy Bunny, Dinky Duck. <laughs> I think Space Jam is an isolated event that could not be lightning six- in a bottle. It just this <laughs> movie could not be successful. That seems like a term without- of endearment. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's it. <sighs> So Space Jam for me is nostalgic. Like many of our listeners are listening right now. Space Jam is a nostalgic movie for me because after I saw Space Jam, I begged my parents to take me to basketball games. I got my like, first boner. I got yeah, <laughs> from I got, Lola Bunny. Really yeah, strange boner. So I got my first boner from Lola Bunny. <laughs> then I saw my first my I started first, taking baths a lot more. My first <laughs> <laughs> My first basketball game was uh, watching the Raptors and the Kings play in oh, yeah. Arco Arena, um, and then I, that's when I got super into basketball. Um, it was just uh, Space Jam was just a really just like a moment in time kind yeah. of movie. Like it's not a great movie, but it's a movie. And you said three, three stars. Yeah, three, three out of five. Uh, I I think it's just a it's. It's not sick. It's successful at what it does, but it doesn't do it well. Like it. It's, Fair enough. It's it's okay. What about you, Joe? Um, it's a. Uh, There's only two one right answer for me. Two. A two. Bong. <laughs> out of five. All right, have it your way. I mean, I don't think it's a bad movie or anything. I mean, I think it's fine as a, as a kids movie. Mm-hmm. I mean. You could obviously you could say that it's a corporate uh, cash grab. money, yeah, cash grab. It is, and um, I mean, yeah, it, that's unapologetically. Unimpo- un- un- that's it fine is. with me. I mean, there's shit that is still made like that 
in like Transformers trying to sell those Linkin Park songs <laughs> and Audi. Yeah, and Audis and Pepsi. James, James Bond has always a car mm. in it that... Um, Aston Martin Vanquish. Marvel movies also all of, all of them have like uh there's like Audis as well. Um yeah. They're always trying to sell something in these blockbuster movies. So it's not This was like an extreme version of it's that. It's nothing though. um quite uh yeah, there's a lot of it. It's kind of like in Wayne's World, you know, Pepsi, the choice yeah. of a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sometimes people just do money just for or do stuff just for the money. I think that's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, two out of five. Two out of it's five. a fine movie. I probably wouldn't watch it again. It's definitely kind of cringy watching. Well, let it. me ask you this: If you ever had children, would you show yeah this movie to yes. them? Yes. Okay, so well, there, there you go. Like I, for and listeners, I would ask them there. what they thought about Lola Bunny. I'd say, do you have any fe- weird feelings? <laughs> like when you, I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't ask, class? I wouldn't ask my child at all about well, that's Lola where me Bunny, and you but, different. Uh, that's where me and you <laughs> see things a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> he'd watch, he'd show him Space Jam, and then say, "All right, if you want to lock yourself in your room for the next forty-five minutes, I'm cool with that. I won't bother you. <laughs> you want to take a nap, son? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna what say, what about you, Pete? What, what, what do you, what do you, what do you give I'm Space gonna, Jam? I'm gonna say, um, I like to give two ratings. Always okay. Um, All right. My twelve-year-old self rates this <laughs> at a three and a half stars. Holy shit! Three and a half, maybe even a four. <laughs> wow, almost I, a masterpiece. <laughs> I loved this movie as a child, <laughs> and I wish I had never watched it as an adult. <laughs> so all those all those memories are sullied now. It's like Thank drinking you. Kool-Aid jammers as an adult <laughs> or a Capri Sun because it's not as good as you remember. I bought some Kool-Aid jammers recently and some squeeze-its for my niece and nephew. Squeeze-its. <laughs> and I had one and I'm like, this is garbage. Yeah. What is this? It's you not know, good. I want a whiskey sour. That's what I want. <laughs> and uh, But I, I did not, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I was expecting to, even knowing, yeah. even knowing that... You know, it was a children's movie from the past. Yeah, even knowing yeah. what I was getting myself into, I just I did I didn't like it as much as I was thinking you know, I was. The nostalgia only carries you so far. At the end of the day, yes. it's, it's not a very well made movie. And I will say it again: don't waste your time watching rewatching Space Jam. Save those precious memories. Leave them as your childhood favorite. And mm. go watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit from 1988, which because that movie yes, actually does hold up. 100% holds up. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a couple stats here. 1996, Space Jam, tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes, 43, 43%. 43%. Yeah. 63 from the audience. Um, most of those ratings are from the era. Not, not mm-hmm. a whole lot of people are going back and re-rating uh, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, so from yeah, the... Us, trying to keep the memories alive. From the era, it's only uh, 63%. If you look at um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 97% on the tomato meter and yep. 80, 84 from the audience. Sure. And I did rewatch this movie recently, probably about mm, six, eight weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. And... 100% holds up. Yes. Bree, Bree had never seen it. Justice had never seen it. We sat down and watched it, and I was saying, I think this is, from my memories, was a great movie. Yeah. And we rewatched it, and it is freaking great. Um, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is streaming on Disney Plus if you are so lucky to have that. If not, you can rent it. Oh, on. I might watch it when I get home. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. That was so good. So much better than Space Jam. So three and a half, maybe four for my 12 year old self. Uh, I put this at a solid like two and a half for me. 
Um, mm. It wasn't terrible. I got some legitimately good deep belly laughs from a few parts, mainly from characters that I love from Looney Tunes and yeah. uh, Bill Murray's yeah. time on screen. Other than that, it was a little sloppy, a little it rushed. It could have been done better that's the thing like you know you you have the whole context of the whole movie of like you know having bill murray and all these like star-studded cast there's a lot left on the table a lot left to be desired i I think it was more of a cash grab than a passion project but with that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) see (laughs) i don't know well i mean talking i mean if we're talking take we're talking about Lola Bunny. I mean, that was a passion project. Yeah, I'll give Lola Bunny five stars. <laughs> She's uh, Shakira in, embodied into a cartoon rabbit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so that's, that's uh, what I got to say about that's, that. Uh, that's Space Jam. I'm sorry if we had to ruin your uh, uh, nostalgic memories of Space Jam. Uh, I hope can forgive us but uh space jam is just is not we did, it, we did it for you listeners out there yeah um so uh yeah we're taking space jam off the wheel right now which was there it goes thank uh, god yeah Good thank god <laughs> and don't worry guys um, no more kids movies tyler yeah no i do not have a kids movie Can't wait to watch kung fu panda 3 with you guys yeah i do not have a kids movie in store no more George pick. of the Jungles. Nope. nope. Strike two. No. no yeah. I yeah, know. I'm. I'm on thin ice. I realize <laughs> that. You know. It's the spring. It's springtime. Space Jam. Yeah. It's, and wrist cutters. I mean, hey, okay. okay. Wrist cut. Wrist cutters is actually a good movie. Okay. Uh, but so I'm saying I, the I, contrast. Space Jam. Kids movie. Wrist cutters. Movie about a guy who kills himself. <laughs> so what's your What's your replacement, Tyler? Um. It shouldn't be. Uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious what I'm going to choose right now. I am uh, of all the movies on the planet. It's obvious what I'm going to choose. I, I, a- I, I'm putting the lighthouse on the wheel. Oh, okay. Shit. I am putting the lighthouse on the wheel because why was that? We obvious? have. Well, because I mean, is it? it do I really have to explain why it's obvious? We have a bunch of drops on. <laughs> uh, I'm putting the lighthouse on the wheel because I feel like we did not go into a deep enough discussion yeah. about this movie. I'm cool with that. Well, no, um, now since it's out on Blu-ray, digital, yeah, it's on it's, Blu-ray right spoiler now. Spoiler the shit, spoil the shit. Yeah, it, it, this is a There's movie be no that excuse for you guys to not watch this now. Um, the reason why I'm picking the lighthouse is because I've watched it. I've watched it two times since it's been out of theaters already, and and I I keep finding more stuff to talk about about yeah. this movie. Like it's just it's. I, I, uh, it, there's just a lot to talk about right. so uh hopefully it gets uh picked on even if it doesn't get picked on for a while like it'll be a good movie to uh review after the fact i uh okay well we'll see see what it lands on were you guys ready for a spin oh yeah let's spin spin it the up. wheel wheel of destiny going for next week's movie pick here it comes nice running uh running spin here Oh my god! <laughs> Fine tuning the wheel. Fine tuning the wheel. Make sure it's got nice and s- just enough play in it. There we go. And Let's here we go. go. Yeah. Return to Oz. My pick. Return to Oz. So I'm not. Obviously, we're never prepared for this because this is a a random selection every week, but. Return to Oz is a movie starring Feruza Balk. I believe it's from 1985. It was a Disney release. 
and Ooh. it was marketed is as... Is this on Disney Plus? I believe it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Let's take a quick quick uh, peek. I heard this the, was like a really dark movie, too. Um, let's see. Return to Oz. So, so, yep, 1985 was right, and it is on Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Synopsis of this movie. Uh, Dorothy saved from a psychiatric experiment by a mysterious girl <laughs> finds herself back in the land of her dreams and makes delightful new friends and dangerous new enemies. Um, I've seen some clips from this movie and uh, yikes. People who, I, yeah, I'm, people I'm not who familiar liked, with this movie. So. People who liked Return to Oz also liked Labyrinth and the NeverEnding Story. Oh, Labyrinth, that makes sense. Yeah. So, if you like horses dying, love <laughs> mm. um, this movie is haunting from my childhood yeah this is a movie that is it supposed to be like a children's movie yeah it, it's supposed to be it's, it's supposed re- to be a disturbing children's movie oh okay it takes childhood fears and heightens them mm. it takes it there's a there's a queen that has multiple heads that she can put on her body there is Oil. a there is a series of uh, bad guys that work for the queen called wheelers they take the place of the flying monkeys oh yeah that's what i've seen okay Those guys. the wheelers are f- terrifying Interesting, um, but there's a bunch of good characters too. They have uh, the cowardly lions in it, but he's uh, uh, turned to emerald. He's more uh, cowardly than normal. they have a little robot called TikTok that she um, TikTok t- takes along with her her journey and a talking uh, chicken named Belina. So <laughs> Belina, Belina, <laughs> Belina so, the chicken. This is this is all off the top of my head from my childhood, so I could be wrong on a lot of this. But all right. Um, so Return to Oz is streaming on Disney Plus. It's not streaming anywhere else, but I'm sure you could probably uh, like rent it for like three bucks on uh, YouTube or something. Yeah, and um, we'll get into that next week. All right, so, yes. Return to Oz. I'm really excited. Really excited about this. All right, want to cue this outro music? Yeah. Yep. And uh, if you're listening to this and you've been following us along for the last few episodes or the entire time, please, please, please send us an email mcfcpodcast at gmail.com we will read any message we have on the air yeah daryl um i know you talked about the last starfighter so please send us your review on that yeah if you've watched a movie and you want to recommend it to us put it on your streaming picks um that we can read on the show we would love to do that if you have a suggestion for the wheel send us one too we're not opposed to that as well yeah and um, if uh, you're feeling really Gucci here, uh, you can uh, follow <laughs> us on our Instagram, slide in our DMs, watch our stories, some quality content, it, at, like at middle class film class, at middle class film class, and uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com/mcfcpodcast. Until next time, we watch Return to Oz. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs>